The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. As always, there is a ton to talk about. Uh, good news with uh, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Apparently, that's gonna that's gonna happen pretty fast. Before the end of the year, they're gonna move into some building in Jerusalem that's already existing. Leave the building of a brand new embassy to somebody else. Uh, if that ever happens, it'll be amazing. Also. Uh, Megan Kelly is getting all kinds of flack because she stood up for herself yesterday and stood up for herself really well. Jane Fonda has been ragging on her since uh, for the last four months, really off and on for about four months because she asked the same question that Jane Fonda had been talking about over and over at every show at every appearance she ever made. Uh, you know, talk about your plastic surgery. And then for some reason that was that was off limits. So uh, Bill Weir has taken exception to uh, Megyn Kelly um, defending herself, I guess. He said real journalists, meaning obviously she's not one, had to take pay cuts to pay her ginormous salary. (laughs) Talk about pathetic, sophomoric jealousy. Good heavens. CNN's Bill Weir... um, For some reason, I don't know how he knows who took pay cuts. First of all, I really doubt that. And NBC is not going to cut everybody else's pay to bring on Megyn Kelly. Come on. I don't buy that. I don't buy that it happened. Um, But uh, Megyn Kelly stood up for herself quite nicely. And I I wish she would act like that more often, as a matter of fact. Agreed. Instead of the way she's been since she got to NBC. Um. But the left just, they, they can't take it. They, they can't take the fact that she makes a lot of money. Uh, they, they resent the fact that she's popular. They don't like her because she was on Fox News. Uh, so they're attacking her. Uh, Weir wrote, a decent host might drop by the green room before the show and ask an 80-year-old woman the best way to broach a sensitive topic. But Megyn Kelly would rather attack the guest, attack the guest for being offended. Now, she, she put up with it over and over and over again with Jane Fonda continually attacking her. Uh, Jane Fonda's a big girl and has been around a long time. She can defend herself. That's some crippled up 80-year-old who, who can't speak for herself. Pathetic. As, as Megyn Kelly pointed out, instead, she's, she's the woman who went to Vietnam when we were fighting against the North, and she did all kinds of propaganda for the North. While uh, thousands of American soldiers were prisoners there. Uh, I mean, it's despicable. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, she's never fully apologized. She apologized for, I think, the photo on the anti-aircraft gun. But not the rest of it. Uh, so there's there's those things. Also, the Scotty Vest guy. I don't understand this. <laughs> why would you 
What a what a strange thing to do. This guy has been advertising, including on the Blaze. We talked about his stupid product for a while. Uh, he's all over Fox News. And so now he has decided to mock the people he's selling his product to. Many on social media have vowed never to buy the multi-pocketed vest sold by Scotty Vest due to a now deleted post from the founder and former CEO Scott Jordan. He appeared on the third season of CNBC's Shark Tank in 2012 with his vest that holds phones and iPads, water bottles, whatever. He called Fox News viewers gullible idiots in his Facebook post. A blog devoted to the TV show Shark Tank on Friday posted a screen grab from Scott Jordan's Facebook page. In the post, uh, Jordan was recounting how many people tell him they see his ads on Fox News. And he said, I laugh to myself and tell them that we primarily advertise on Fox because we find their viewership to be extremely gullible and much easier to sell than other networks. Wow. The Ketchum, Idaho-based company quickly distanced itself from the comments, noting Jordan stepped down in 2017. In an emailed statement to the Cincinnati Inquirer posted on the company's website, Scotty Vest spokesman Luke LaPella said the company strongly disagrees with Jordan's views. We're extremely sorry for this unacceptable for his unacceptable comments. Mr. Jordan's post was impulsive and inappropriate for too many reasons to list and rightfully offended so many people. According to the, sh- the same Shark Tank blog, Jordan apologized, asked for forgiveness, and wrote he appreciated all our customers very, very much. <laughs> and any attempt at humor by me to suggest otherwise was simply wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little late for that. He couldn't be reached for comment. Damage uh, probably already done. Uh, I can't imagine a lot of people on Fox News now after being called gullible idiots, buying his stupid product. I certainly wouldn't. And that's a shame. <clears throat> Isn't it, though? Yeah, because that's a cool product. and um... Yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. And, you know, I thought he was a decent guy. But uh, I guess you can't just necessarily tell that from a TV commercial, can you? Mm. Um, also, the big story with... Uh, President Trump right now in his personal life, whether or not he paid off a porn star to keep her quiet after an affair in 2006, shortly after his wife had given birth to their son. Does it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? I don't think it matters to conservatives anymore. Sure did in the 90s. I know that. And we talked till we were blue in the face about how character matters. Things have changed since then. Maybe you haven't noticed, but uh, they've changed a lot. There's been two complaints filed accusing President Trump and his 2016 campaign of violating federal campaign finance laws by not reporting $130,000 in hush money paid to adult film star Stormy Daniels. So probably illegal, too. That, that's if, her birth name, right? Stormy? Oh, sh- you know it is. Sure. Oh, I sure. mean, it sounds like oh, a yeah. good Christian name. Uh-huh. Stormy. Uh, the complaints in question were filed by nonprofit and nonpartisan watchdog group Common Cause, which was founded in 1970 by a Republican, John Gardner. One complaint was filed with the Department of Justice, while another was filed with the FEC, Federal Election Commission. 
The FEC complaint notes, specifically based on publicly available data and published reports, complainants have reason to believe that the payment of $130,000 from Essential Consultants LLC to, okay, here's her actual given name, (laughs) Ms. Stephanie Clifford. I don't believe that one. (laughs) That's uh, Stormy Daniels' given name. Mm, Sure. Stephanie Clifford was an unreported, in-kind contribution to President Trump's 2016 Presidential Campaign Committee. Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated and an unreported expenditure by the committee because the funds were paid for the purpose of influencing the 2016 presidential general election. Yeah, if you're going to do that, I think you got to pay for that with your own funds. Uh, Seemingly, Donald Trump would have plenty of money to be able to pay $130,000, right? If he's worth $9 billion. That legal document goes on to allege three causes of action based on various alleged violations of U.S. federal election laws. Wow, that could be really problematic. <laughs> the, the complaint filed with the DOJ and addressed to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein restates those same causes of action filed with the FEC while additionally claiming Trump, his campaign, and their satellites uh, knowing and willful violations of campaign finance laws. And that such such actions fall under the DOJ's jurisdiction. The American people expect and deserve transparency when it comes to money spent to influence elections, and those requirements are not optional. No matter how embarrassing the reason behind the expense, candidates and their attorneys cannot choose how and when to comply with federal campaign finance laws. We strongly urge the Justice Department and FEC to fully investigate these apparent illegal activities and, if appropriate, take action. Wow. So that, yeah, that could be a, a pretty big problem. And uh, some of the spokespeople for the president were out discussing this. And one was on uh, CNN with Allison Camerata. This is uh, Matt, Matt Schlapp and Allison Camerata. With everything that's going on in the country, I thought we were going to talk about immigration reform this morning. I thought we were going to talk about the shutdown. I thought we were going to talk about how we're going to fund the government in three right. weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to really talk about an article from In Touch magazine on facts we don't even know to be true. We are all better than this. Matt, so conservatives don't care anymore about extramarital we, affairs? Absolutely. Good we question. especially care about it when people use the government, uh-huh. which the Clintons did, uh-huh. to use their government but, power to try to silence women. I think that is a ca- okay. line that should not but be crossed. You don't, uh, but Matt, you hold on. Delve, let me get a word in. You literally you want to delve into the sex lives of everyone in politics? I do funds? not. Matt, you, I do don't not. Ca- you don't care. You don't I care do. if no, a candidate no, used campaign care. funds. <laughs> Allison, I care about a lot of things. Yeah. I just think that with, with everything that's going on in this country, all the issues we have uh-huh. to face, I listen and watch your show. Yeah. I, I respect you. Mm. Are we really going to talk about an mm-hmm. article from In Touch magazine, mm-hmm. a magazine I don't even look at? Right. I see We're it in the grocery the store line. Journal. We can spend this time in mm-hmm. a more effective way. You mm-hmm. can attack Trump in all kinds of ways. We yeah. can be scrutinizing of Trump. But uh-huh. really, this? Matt. So you don't care anymore about a candidate's extramarital affairs. You don't want to talk about it anymore. How convenient. I didn't say I don't care. I just said with all the public policy questions at stake, why don't we talk about them? I bet Anna might even agree. Anna? Oh, sweetheart, can you just get me a vat of popcorn? I'd like to sit here all morning (laughs) and, uh, you know, watch this entertainment going on. Look, the bottom line is, uh, it's true. People don't care. Christian conservatives don't care. Um, I think it's part of what Donald, the Donald Trump 
effect has been. Mm -hmm. There was a this this great skit on Saturday Night Live uh, over the weekend. You know, does it even matter anymore? It does not but even matter it anymore. Should matter if a candidate paid one hundred and thirty thousand dollars? to a porn star, let's use it hypothetically, for uh, an affair and didn't disclose it, were those campaign funds? Should those be considered campaign funds? Should the FEC look into it? And of course, there was a time when conservatives actually did care about things like that. Uh, 888-933-93 with your thoughts. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Uh, the founder of this mission is Victoria Hurst. Her family is the Hearst Corporation, which publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo. But Victoria believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children. Case in point, uh, this little uh, a gem in Cosmo. 11 women share their weirdest sexual experience and just wow. Also, you can now personalize dildos with your boyfriend's face because that's great, right? Okay, these are the kinds of articles your children can be enjoying in Cosmo magazine. That's why Victoria wants the state's material, harmful to minor laws, applied to Cosmopolitan magazine. Then it can't be sold to anybody under 18. If you'd like to learn more about this campaign, if you believe in keeping pornography out of the hands of your children, then join this campaign. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Not trying to take away their free speech. There's no censorship going on. They're not trying to run it out of business. They just want it not to be sold to kids under 18. Pretty reasonable. Take a stand. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple Eight, 933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. I, I'm always fascinated uh, over the last couple of years um, with the evangelicals who continually to, uh, excuse everything Donald Trump does. Franklin Graham defending him on, on uh, this situation. Now, he also mentions that we don't know for a fact it's true. Certainly looks like it is, but... Um, you know, we can give him the benefit of the doubt. He uh, spoke out in defense of President Trump's Christian values on Saturday after reports surfaced earlier in the week about this alleged affair between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels in 2006. Um, keep in mind, these Christian values include a guy who said he's never repented for anything. He doesn't need to and uh, has never done it. Graham, who is the CEO of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, appeared to doubt a report in the Wall Street Journal that uh, Trump's lawyer used a private Delaware company to pay Daniels $130,000 in return for her agreeing not to publicly discuss an alleged sexual account encounter in 2006. He said, President Trump, I don't think, has admitted to having an affair with this person. And so this is just a news story, and I don't even know if it's accurate. That's fair enough. But he was pressed on it a little bit, and he said, I believe at 70 years of age, the president is a much different person today than he was four years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. He's not president perfect. <laughs> we, can, we, 
<laughs> I can't take it. I, I can't either. I mean, did they did they say that about Bill Clinton? He's not president perfect? No. No, they didn't say that then. Why why does it apply to Trump now? Nobody says anybody's perfect, but there's such a big difference between perfection and cheating on your pregnant wife with porn stars. There's got to be a happy medium there somewhere, right? Between perfection and that. On the subject of Trump's moral character, Graham reiterated his faith in the president and his concern for Christian values. We certainly don't hold him up as the pastor of this nation, and he's not. Yeah, good golly. <laughs> That's what That's they said the, in the campaign. Yeah, they, they go to that all the time. We're not electing a pastor-in-chief. Good heavens. That's not the point. And Reagan was divorced. That was another fun one. Yeah. 2016. Ugh. But I appreciate the fact that the president does have a concern for Christian values. He does have a concern to protect Christians, whether it's here at home or around the world. And I appreciate the fact that he protects religious liberty and freedom. So do I. But that's a different issue. When asked about the legislative dysfunction currently plaguing Congress, Graham had a more fervent response, citing sin as a major reason for the budget impasse that eventually led to a government shutdown. Our country's got a sin problem. And I believe if these politicians in Washington would recognize the moral failure of so many of their policies, maybe we could fix it. Just really strange. Just really, really strange. <laughs> and then Tony Perkins, who's the president of the uh, Family Research Council, <clears throat> said President Trump gets a mulligan from evangelical voters on his extensive history of impious behavior. He spoke with Politico about the claims that Trump cheated on his pregnant wife with porn star Stormy Daniels at a golf tournament in 2006 and then paid off Stormy to be quiet. He knows about the cursing, the lewdness, litany of questionable behavior over the past year of Trump's life or the 70 that came before it, <laughs> according to Politico's Hold on. Edward Isaac Dovere. But he gets a mulligan. But he gets a, a mulligan. How many, yeah. how many is, <clears throat> how many, if you could, if you could quantify the, the word a, mm-hmm. Into a number. How many would that be? Uh, 30. 30. No, I don't know. It's, it's been a lot. They, they, he's gotten a lot of mulligans, frankly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perkins says, we kind of gave him, all right, you get a mulligan. You get a do-over here. <laughs> Interesting. Um, really fascinating. It, it's, it's, uh, I never would have believed that this was possible before the Trump candidacy. Never would have believed it. Upside down world. Perkins says, as long as Trump doesn't disappoint evangelicals politically, they'll stick with him. Whenever the policy stops and his administration reverts to just personality, that's where I believe the president will be in trouble. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, it's interesting. At least Perkins is kind of admitting it. Yeah, we're just kind of ignoring everything he does. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, we like some of his stuff, so yeah, let's just ignore a lot of it. Interesting. Yeah, I, you know, again, we, we've already been through this. We went through this all during the campaign. I just, I just thought the right was different than the left. I didn't you? I just thought it was different. Yeah. And I, I thought there was a moral high ground there and uh, there just mm. doesn't seem to be that anymore. No. Uh, Julie in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, <laughs> Between the time that he was elected and the time he was sworn in, my bishop informed our church that um, he is 
he has come to know the Lord. Mm. A dear friend of his actually brought him to the Lord. Oh. So he has asked for forgiveness, and he has been forgiven, and he loves the Lord. And I think Uh if you look at his inauguration, Uh it was far more uh, religious Christian than any president, including George Washington. And David Barton is the one that made that observation. Oh, I don't, there's no way. Yes. No, absolutely not. Then George Washington, no. You you really should listen to his television or his uh, radio program then. Well, I mean, I've, I've watched Trump since day one and there's absolutely uh, there he can't compare to george washington on a spiritual level uh there's no, just no way i'm not saying that i'm or, saying or, or his spiritual inauguration. um have you ever read george washington's inaugural speeches you yes, go I back and go back and take yes, a look I at have. those um I, I when did uh, where religiously where did to, trump um where did Trump ever say builders live? Where where did Trump ever say he has asked for forgiveness now? Because I've never seen that. Never seen it. He told my bishop. He told your bishop. His his friend, my bishop's friend, is the one that brought him to the Lord. Okay, so all right. Well, I mean that's it's not a public thing, so I, it's really hard to prove. Well, isn't that's it? why I thought I'd better call and yeah. let you know. All right, maybe it'll make you feel better. Appreciate it. Thank you. Kind of didn't, but. <laughs> I mean, if I would have heard it publicly, if I would hear him proclaim it, yeah, I'd feel a little bit better. Um, but uh, I, I'm just taking it third hand now from your friend of your bishop. So that's not exactly proof. Uh, Tim in South Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, yes, this is Tim. I uh, was going to try to I tried to get a hold of you earlier about Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. Two weeks before Rand Paul got attacked, I signed about six different petitions that were pro-life to overturn Roe v. Wade. Nobody's ever said anything about that. I don't know if he sent them over, you know, five different states or all the conservative states. I'm a conservative. I mailed mm-hmm. those in, and two weeks later, this guy gets his butt kicked. Uh, did they come from Rand Paul? Yes, I got two of them no. uh, within the last six months. Hmm. And two weeks before he got beat up, I got those petitions, signed them, and mailed them back in. And two weeks later, somebody you know somebody jumped hmm. this guy in his yard. I mean, that's you're kind of making a stretch there to tie the two together. But uh, Rand has never never made that connection that I know of. So, well, I mean, it just I, makes sense. To me, I mean, okay. who else would be out for him if this guy's pushing Roe v. Wade? Yeah, you well, know, to overturn it. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Thanks, Tim. I don't know that that's actually the uh, the cause of it. Rand won't say. Uh, but we we've got the nine one one call that Rand Paul placed right after his attack. We're gonna we're gonna get into that uh, coming up a little later on in the in the program. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Tom in Washington. Welcome to the Blaze. Uh, good morning, Pat. Hey. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for getting me on here. I, ha- mm-hmm. I have a question, which which I addressed to whoever answered your phone mm-hmm. and uh, put me up on the board. Um, I live in Vancouver, of course, and right across the bridge is, is uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. I know this is off the subject of Trump and uh, politics, mm-hmm. but I suppose it can be considered uh, like city politics. But anyway, we have a 
there's a problem here, uh, especially in Portland, about the homeless. Now, uh, that people have addressed that problem, I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. and the city says, well, we're going to do something about it. Um, uh, off this one interstate, there's an area where I don't know where they got the wood to build their shacks. They were allowed to live there, and they got chased out of there. Then they go into some other place. There's tents uh, up all over the area along the along the interstate, up on the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. my, my problem is I would be very, very ashamed to bring anybody in this city to have them look at that mess when it's when that problem is not even addressed. Mm. Now, hang on, Tom. We'll uh, we'll get back to this in just a second. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888 hmm. uh, As for our last caller, I'm not really sure, not being familiar with uh, Portland's homeless situation, uh, what the story is there, or uh, how to deal with it. I know a lot, of, a lot of cities deal with it by sending them to other cities, uh, especially in the north. They send them to the south. Yeah. So, uh, so I have a theory that mm-hmm. if I ever find myself homeless, then I will work hard enough to save enough money mm-hmm. for a bus ticket to Miami because, you know, it's warm. It's warm there. And maybe right. you could sleep outdoors in a little more comfort than, say, Minneapolis. Yes, or even Portland or Seattle. But I'm not suggesting that Portland and Seattle send all their homeless <laughs> to Texas or Florida. <laughs> but... <laughs> I just know that that's one of the habits they have. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We've also been talking a little bit about this situation with uh, the with the president and the potential that he paid off a porn star to keep her quiet in two thousand six. Now, yes, that's going on twelve years ago now. Um, but with all of Clinton's scandals. Those still kind of mattered. <laughs> do, do they? Yeah. They, okay. They still kind of mattered to uh, conservatives, I, I thought. And <laughs> we sort of had a problem with the uh, with the character issues that were developing. Well, now, about 20 years later, conservatives don't have any problem with character issues. And again, this isn't to bash Trump because it's not even about Trump, really. It's about us. Look how much we've changed. Look how far we've gone to the other side of, of this equation. We, we act just like the Democrats did back in the 1990s. They didn't care. Ah, so what? That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't mean he, uh, that, that doesn't hurt his presidency at all. Ah, so what? That's his personal life. That's, that's not his public life. Ah, that's between he and his wife. Leave him alone. I mean, those are the things we heard. Those are now the things we're saying. Is nobody bothered by that? Frankly, I am. I am. 
And I'm not saying that this absolutely happened, but it sure looks like it did. Uh, and the $130,000 could be an illegal payment from the campaign fund. If he didn't pay this with his own cash, out of his own pocket, and didn't report it, which you have to do as a campaign uh, finance expenditure, then that's a real problem. You've just broken the law. And I guess breaking the law doesn't matter anymore either. Uh, It's a strange development, and it's... um, you know, frustrating. I wonder if you ask conservatives today, registered Republican voters, looking back on the Bill Clinton presidency, do you consider his uh, affair and cover up uh, with Monica Lewinsky um, a big deal? Or however, however it was phrased in 1998. Mm-hmm. Maybe find a similar poll and just copy and paste that question. Because I honestly don't know if it would have the same outcome or not. I think it actually would. All because Bill Clinton has a D after his name. Mm-hmm. I actually think it mm-hmm. would be the same numbers. Um, but again, apply it to the Republican president we have today. Eh. Yeah, it would not matter. Meh. And that's that's saying, and yeah, that's personal is, life. And that is going on the assumption that these accusations are true. Yeah. So I'm just saying, we, all we things being, yeah, yet. if all things being equal, let's ask the Republican voter, does it matter? And yeah, you, you, that's what you have to ask. If he did it, does it matter? Uh, that's that's the question that we decided uh, a long time ago <clears throat> we should have asked the Democrats at the time because we would say, well, he did this. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He he uh, cheated on his wife with Monica Lewinsky. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. OK, yes, he did. But it doesn't matter. So that's why we should have asked in the beginning. Well, if he did, does it matter? Pin them down at the beginning. And that's that's the question we should be asking ourselves now. If Donald Trump did do this, does it matter? Or uh, is it no big deal because you like his policies? Uh, Daniel in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey there, Pat. Hey. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute to do something that the apologist can't, and I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that means I have to explain why it doesn't matter. Okay. And it's as simple, it's as, simple as this. But your, but, but your answer is it does not matter. My, my personal answer is not the answer I'm going with. My personal okay. answer is, of course, it matters, but there's, other, but there's more nuance. To it. All right. But when it comes to being devil's advocate, that's why it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because if he did do this, it's nothing that he hasn't already boasted about doing in his books. Cheating on his wife in the past, both mm-hmm. single and unmarried women. Okay? Yeah. He spent his whole life as a billionaire playboy. If he did this, that absolutely have been his character at the time. Mm-hmm. However, being that it's in the past, even if he do it, if it's the last time and he straightened up, mm-hmm. we all have history. And history we're not concerned. I'm getting into my here and not just being So he, if that is his past, if he's left it behind, he's grown up and he's learned and has become a better man, then forgiveness does come into, a, come into play. Because if that's not him anymore, mm-hmm. are we going to hold him prisoner to it for the rest of his life? And the answer is no. That would be almost as immoral as the cheat itself. Well, um, yeah, I mean, the act itself, uh, you, can, you can forgive. It's actually not up to us to, to for, forgive it. it. But we could, I guess... 
not considerate any longer. But the $130,000 illegal payment would still be a problem, right? Uh, it, it's true. That is current and it's a problem. I do wonder how the protection, if it was paid for with funds that Donald Trump himself put into his campaign since it was his money. I'm not a little mind on don't you're breaking up now. Your your cell is uh, is too bad. So uh, appreciate the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So so it happened in the past, and so maybe he's changed, and so we can disregard it. I I think that's kind of the point there, right? And but the hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment might be a different issue. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, you know, it's like the did the act that Bill Clinton had the actions that he took with Monica Lewinsky matter, or was it the lying to the federal prosecutors? Um, you know, it was, it was all of it though, right? Yeah. I'm a it little was all of it. hung up on this $130,000. I mean, it seems like you could get a lot more from uh, a Donald Trump. It I does mean, seem like it. I mean, yeah. what, and then, and then on top of the fact that he's a millionaire or billionaire or what have you, man, she had held out till 2016 when he was a presidential candidate what could she have gotten then? I, well, I think I think they paid her. Oh, that's right. It was with, in 2016. Yes. Good. They night. they paid her the, in in the campaign. Come on, with Stormy. The funds. Uh, so yeah, she could have held that's out right. for that's, a lot more. Duh. I should have. Yes. She could have gotten a lot more. Wow, Stormy. Because uh, in 2006, had this come out. Yeah. Would Donald Trump have even cared? Yeah, that's no, true. he wouldn't I, have cared. I completely disregarded the timing of this. My, my apologies. Like our last caller said, uh, he bragged about this kind of stuff in his books. So, you know, we knew he was into this. And so what would have been the big deal? Kind of, He kind of is proud of it. Yes. 888 uh, Karen in Indiana. You're on the blaze. Hi. Karen? Hello? Hi. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm sorry. It's kind of weird not not seeing things on the TV, I have the sound off. Mm. But my question to you and to others that I've heard make statements along this line is that we use this as a, this is, where's the high ground? We've lost our high ground kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That attitude to me, I understand why you, why we want morals and we, and we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. We strive for that. Yeah. But we don't all achieve it. Right. And it sounds like when you say we've lost the high ground, that we're the only ones that ever maybe had it, and now you're continuing to look down on others who maybe are not achieving the way we think they should. Or I, I don't know. Do you do you see my perspective on the high ground thing? Like you, that maybe that's a little bit looking down on others and putting yourself up. So we shouldn't have any high ground, is what you're saying. No. There should be I no high know. ground. Just, just we shouldn't worry about morals. We shouldn't have that. Okay. We should be striving for that. Right. right. As individuals. Yes, we should. But I don't think as a group we can necessarily put them down saying we have the high ground, you know, and mm -hmm. looking down on them. Yeah. Well, that doesn't that doesn't lift them I, up. I I don't know that you're I don't know that you're uh, looking down on them, but you're reminding. I think what we're trying to do is Remember who we were and what mattered to us at one time. And we're wondering, I'm not judging anybody for uh, being accepting of this. I'm not assigning them a place in hell for it after this life. What I'm trying to say is, look how much we've changed. And there's a problem with that because our founders said, 
that this republic was built only for a moral people. The, the Constitution is wholly inadequate to govern any other kind of people. So we must be a moral people in order to continue to support our Constitution. So it's, it's important, and we've got we've to tr- try to hold some kind of moral high ground. I mean, that's what the country is based on. That's what this nation was founded upon. Um, and this seems to be, your argument seems to be, we shouldn't, we shouldn't pay attention to whether or not people have any moral ground at, or, or not. Well, that's the end of a society. So I can't go along with that. Appreciate the call, though, Karen. I, you know, that's, that's the whole, well, you, you, we have to judge. There's a difference between judging unrighteously and uh, making judgments that we must make every single day. Like whether or not it's okay for our leaders to behave this way, to engage in immoral activity and illegal activity, potentially. Now, I'm not condemning them, and I'm not condemning the people who don't care anymore. I'm just saying that's a problem. If that's where we are in our society, that's a big problem. And maybe we should do something about it and wake up. When you've got even our supposed spiritual leaders saying this doesn't matter. Now, this happened a long time ago. Eh, don't worry about it. Eh, he's doing other things that we like, so don't worry about it. I mean, uh, then that's a real problem with our society. Like, civilization is crumbling. It should be somewhat alarming to all of us. And, and I think we should focus on maybe getting some moral fiber back into our society. Uh, uh, so, chicken it, or the maybe egg? Maybe that's just me. Chicken or the egg. All right. Are our elected politicians more of a reflection of us, or are we more of a reflection of them? I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, do we get what we deserve? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then maybe that's yes. kind of where we're at. Right. <laughs> And again, that's the problem. Uh, if if we're a people now that is so immoral that we don't care about what our leaders do and we don't even mention it and we don't try to hold anybody to a higher standard, we're done. We're done. Because again, as our founders said, this, uh, this constitution was created for immoral people and it's wholly inadequate to govern any, any other kind. 888 uh, holidays are over, but winter just setting in. Uh, supposedly, we're in for a lot more wintry cold coming in from the north yeah. soon, right? Joe Bastardi mm. from weatherbell.com. We were emailing back and forth this morning. He says if he's he has a hunch that February is going to be cold. worse than January's cold air. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> so you're gonna, your house is going to be shut up, and um, you know you got all the polluted air in your house circulating around it and then you turn on your heat and it just blows around all those allergy causing nastiness and uh you just get sick you your allergies flare up but there's something great you can do about it and that's to change your filters and that's where filterby.com comes in America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses they carry over 600 different filter sizes and they can custom make uh, a filter if you have a strange size as well. Then they're shipped free to you within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. 
FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV ratings and options all the way up to hospital grade. So you're going to be removing all of the dangerous pollen and mold, the dust and other allergy aggravating pollution while you maximize the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery too. Then you don't have to worry about when it's time to order again. They just show up at your door. So save money, save time, and breathe better. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, I I realize because we've been talking about this for what two and a half years now, um, and to his supporters, Donald Trump is just exempt. He's exempt from any criticism, and if you criticize him, they're pissed. Uh, it's just automatic. Doesn't matter what to, he's criticized for. Doesn't matter if they once agreed with him or or they disagree now. He can do. He can for some reason do no wrong. Are you still really trying strange. to get Hillary to win or something? What's going on over there? <laughs> I'm really not. Okay. And, it, you know, I think we've been pretty generous in the praise for yeah. him. But you, I, I'm not going to completely change everything I believe so that we never can criticize him again. I, I just, I can't do that. Uh, but if you can do that and... And that's okay, then, then so much the better for you, I guess. <laughs> so, if, so if it matters, mm-hmm. the follow-up question from someone that thinks that it doesn't would be to ask you, well, then why does it matter? Mm-hmm. And what would your response be to that? Uh, like I already said a few times, mm-hmm. um, our Constitution is wholly inadequate okay. for anything other than a moral people. I truly believe that. So, I, I 100% believe that. So... When in doubt, mm-hmm. lean on the founding fathers. Yes. Yes. That seems to be a pretty good safety tip to me. Yeah, they, they were pretty you know, smart. They, they seemed like they had, I don't know, a modicum of wisdom, perhaps. But were they white? Yeah, they were. That's a really good point. Uh, maybe I should stop relying on these white privileged slave owners. Yeah. Oh, white boy. is a synonym for racist. Haters. And therefore, I can't listen to anything you say after that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, triple eight, 933 Um, something we can maybe all agree on. Uh, I, I, I love this women's March interview. Uh, a guy went in and I, I can't remember his name now, but he went to the women's March to ask all of the women that were marching what their problem is with Trump. <laughs> As you could potentially imagine, uh, they had a hard time articulating exactly what their problem is. Listen to this. And then who am I here with? Uh, Tom. Hello, Tom. Tom, what brings you here today? Uh, to protest Trump. Very cool. And uh, what are you protesting Trump for? Uh, you know, he's a conservative. I don't like conservatism. Uh, no, he's really not a conservative, but nice try. <laughs> Basically everything that he stands on as a platform, to be honest. What about you? What do you disagree with, with Trump so far? Well, I worked for a tribe for a lot of time, so about five years, so a lot of negativity towards the tribes. Oh, 
Okay. I hadn't heard. That's a new one. All of the negativity towards tribes from Donald Trump. Towards the tribes. That's <laughs> that's a criticism I'm not aware of uh, with the president. That he's he's had a lot of negativity toward the tribes. <laughs> And she worked for the tribes for five years. Well, no wonder she doesn't like him. That's a hashtag waiting. What about all the negativity to the tribes? (laughs) What has Donald Trump ever even said or done about the tribes? I don't know, man. (laughs) Um, I'm not down with that. (laughs) Not down with it. uh, Okay. You know, just the bullshit. What is the number one reason that everyone is here? Um. Um. Uh, Who am I here with? She couldn't. She couldn't come up with one reason. Um. Uh. Margaret. Nat. Well, what brings you here today? Um. Everything. Everything. All right. Very cool. Favorite shirt of the day so far. What does it say? Uh, single taking or dismantling heteronormativity. Oh boy. He can't read the rest the of his shirt. I see a lot of great people here who do feel empowered, but you don't have to be empowered. By hating other people, by oh, hating nice. people I like that this don't, guy. don't agree with you politically, by hating the president. To me, that's not true empowerment. Oh, good for you. That's weakness in disguise of empowerment. I oh, got ahead nice. of people because of my position as a white male. I think that oh, the up. people that need to stand up are people that have the power to say something, like myself. Heaven help us. And I think that's what's going to help change things. So many creative people, tens of thousands of amazing signs. Imagine oh. if we took that creative energy and that energy to, to create things and we like I built like an arc or built a spaceship. We could probably be <laughs> on Mars by now if we took this energy and put it towards something very sure. productive. Uh, sure. What does your sign say? It says, kill Donald Trump. And then it says, kill oh Mike Pence. And then it says, it's guillotine time, bitches. <laughs> I probably wouldn't want <laughs> to go on a Stop. ship built by the people here. Unreal. If the plan was to head to Mars. But I do know what you mean. What, is, uh, what does it mean? I think that we should kill Donald Trump, <laughs> and then we should also kill Mike Pence because I wouldn't want him in office either. Okay, this little idiot has purple hair, and she's sitting next to two people with blue and, like, orange hair. And she's got a sign that says, kill Donald Trump and kill Mike Pence. It's guillotine time, bitches. I, is that not worthy of a visit from the Secret Service? It's unclear as to whether or not they did visit this girl. I doubt it. But, I mean, the left is continually yelling at the right about how violent we are, what kind of rhetoric we have, how much we hate, how non-inclusive we are. And then they can do signs that say kill the president and vice president of the United States? Um I, can I just uh, alert the audience um, out there? Uh, please uh, go ahead and start on your memes that feature Pat and the phrase... It's guillotine time bitches. We would like to see those uh, tweeted at Pat Unleashed. What are some of the racist things he's done that makes you concerned about him being the president? Mm. I mean, the fact that he's done, he's like repealed all these um, protect uh, um, uh, sort of stuff that's supposed to protect immigrants in this country. Um, (laughs) It's like. (laughs) I mean, just the fact that he's done the protect the immigrant people, the protections. The protections that protect the people that aren't here, that are not supposed to be, <sighs> has no idea. No idea what she's talking about. <laughs> so None. hypocritical, too. Um, and, uh, uh, and uh, I mean... we need any immigration reform, though? Um, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to speak on that. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. 
this is the, the country's in great hands. I mean, clearly we're fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> None of it matters. Everything's fine. Uh, nothing to see here. Move along. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Wow. Wow. Are we on solid footing? This is <laughs> this is the millennial generation. That's that's who they are. That's what they know. Virtually nothing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Come up. Coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I just got to bring you this. Uh, some good Trump news here. Uh, Suzanne Summers, kind of accosted by a TMZ reporter, like they do in Hollywood. I think she's just coming out of uh, a restaurant, maybe just had dinner uh, with friends or her husband. I, I don't know the guy. But Suzanne Summers is what 70? 72, Ugh. 73. Wow. Check she's she's getting up there because Three's Company was that was a big show in what nineteen seventy five six seventy one seven? she'll turn seventy two later this year uh, so pretty amazing <laughs> uh, and so they were asking her about the government shutdown and some other things. Hey, Suzanne, are you happy about the uh, shutdown in the government today? Yeah. It's about time we <laughs> shut down, or like, what do you get? What are your thoughts on that? Like, let's just like. Get it all together. Yeah. Get it all together. It's Trump's Get it one. None of us want it. Yeah. Shut down permanently. Right. It's Trump's right. one-year anniversary. You think it's yeah. a good, like, timely thing to be happening? I'm happy about him. Wow. You're happy about what he's doing? Yeah, yeah. Cutting taxes and whatnot. What are you happy about? I'm happy that the economy is doing so much better. Awesome. I am. That's cool to hear. You know, uh, someone say that in Los Angeles because it's a very opposing very side yeah. to take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now my career is over. <laughs> oh snap! Oh stop! <laughs> Even though it's true, uh, of course your career kind of ended in what 1978. So uh, she's actually made a heck of a living um, based off Three's Company. Yeah. Right. I mean, she had one really big show. <clears throat> I can't think of anything else she was ever in. Uh, it Although says, there were probably some things. No, it was just... No? It, well, uh, Chrissy Snow on Three's Company, and then yeah. uh, as Carol Foster Lambert on Step by Step. Okay, right. I don't remember. Step oh, by Step, later. early 80s. Okay. Oh, or yeah. mid-80s yeah, in okay. there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. She played a mom, I think. And then she did the exercise thing. Yep. Right? And, and then I think she got a Vegas performance, singing, dancing... She makes millions a year doing that. Mm. So she's carved out a nice little niche for herself. And that can't help. <laughs> you say anything like that in Hollywood and you're a pariah. They, they try to keep that uh, really secret in, in Hollywood because you just don't work anymore. Unless you're immune, you know, um, like Bruce Willis. Kind of immune now, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean... 
Wow, Suzanne Summers has not done that much. Mm. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, right. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, she was in Playboy. Uh, okay. She's in the infomercial Hall of Fame, Pat Gray. <laughs> the infomercial Hall of Fame? I mean, that right there. For her, one of her workout things, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean she's calling her a legend in the industry. Direct marketing response that's, included. That's probably a, a fair, a fair yeah. description of Suzanne Summers. So, I mean, once you... <clears throat> Get there. Who cares what you say to TMZ? I mean, right. That's right. You're in the infomercial. She probably feels a Hall little insulated, but that I mean, that's amazing. Nobody admits in Hollywood <laughs> they like Donald Trump. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It was fun though to see the Democrats squirm yesterday because they lost <laughs> badly in this government shutdown situation. The Schumer shutdown didn't last, and the liberals and progressives have gone ape over him caving uh he caved they caved in the house they got everything done or just kicked it down the road a couple of weeks i don't know why in all this time when was the last time we actually had a federal budget i think it was 2008 wasn't it yeah yeah we've been doing the cr thing since the uh, democrats took control of full tilt so it's been it's going on 10 years without a united states budget it's inconceivable. It's inexcusable, and it's unacceptable. But we keep doing it. Uh, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz, they tried to pin her down as to exactly what the how the Democrats, because she says this is not a loss for Democrats. Um, and uh, I kind of disagree with her on that. On what? What? What one thing can you point out that that the Democrats, that that Leader Schumer, what one thing did he get? you know, from Republicans to justify shutting down the government in the first place. So Good question. so the one thing I would say so, that he did get is, yeah, is the potential for momentum. <laughs> because if... The potential... The one thing we did get was potential. Yeah. Uh, for momentum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got potential for momentum? What do you want, man? Wow, that's pretty tangible, right? Mm-hmm. That's huge. I'm certainly hopeful that uh, that that's what occurs. But oh, and she hopes that's what occurs. The ma- majority leader, Mr. McConnell, can be taken mm-hmm. at his word, and over the next three weeks before February 8th, they can negotiate on protecting the Dreamers, on making sure that we can have a full year comprehensive budget uh-huh. that lifts the caps and really makes sure that we can responsibly I, I budget know. again. I, then I'm maybe still, we I'm can sorry. be in a position to I, get the House up. and the President Congress to come on board. I'm still hung up, though, and I know Americans are listening, and they heard you say, and it's reverberating, potential for momentum, and they're thinking, <laughs> yeah, potential they're, for momentum, mm-hmm. was that really worth shutting the government down for? The what, potential th- for something. I'll, I will tell you that Republicans uh-huh. should be Republicans. asking that, themselves that question because they shut the government down. No, this they, is a Trump <laughs> shutdown. They, they, they control the, the White House, the House, and the Senate. They have the full ability to have... Passed a budget, done whatever they wanted. Which, of course, is a lie. Totally. Because the Senate needs 60 votes. Now, if you want the Senate to invoke the nuclear option, where it just takes a majority, 50 plus one, that's a different deal. But they'd be screaming their lungs out right now had the Republicans done that. Yeah, and they better not put it past this president to do that. To call on the Senate to, no, let's do that. I don't have any problem doing it. They did it Mm -hmm. just a few years ago. Harry Reid did the nuclear option. And it was fine then, but would it be now? No, of course not. And they couldn't because they, they know that 
the way they are trying to approach funding the government is irresponsible, oh. and they couldn't even get all of their own members to vote for it. Uh, there is an, a potential for momentum uh, <laughs> if they are able to reach agreement uh -huh. on making sure that we can have a comprehensive budget deal, sure. get, some disaster, get our disaster relief passed to protect yeah. the communities that have been devastated by mm -hmm. natural disasters, make sure we responsible, responsibly fund our military, our community uh -huh. health centers, and children's health community. insurance, and our... The community health centers, that's super important to me. How, how many times have we talked about the mm. funding the community health centers? I mean, over and over and and over and mm -hmm. over again. Famous. And then eventually, mm -hmm. hopefully, we can get some agreement from the House and the President. My concern is that this is an exclusively Senate deal. The House and the, Sen uh -huh. and the, and the White House have had you know, mm -hmm. no part of this. And so uh -huh. the momentum is what I'm hopeful about. Momentum. And you know, we'll, momentum. we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I can't vote yes on wait and see. Um, understand, and and on the potential for momentum, let, let, let's 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 go with that argument. And, and yeah, then do on it, that, do you think that Senate Democrats should trust Mitch McConnell and his promise, his intention to deal with this in three weeks? I, I'm not a Senate Democrat, so I can't judge what a Senate Democrat uh, you know, should or should not be doing. Mm, okay, mm -hmm. so they got nothing, is what she's saying. We got nothing out of the deal. Yeah, and then she changed it later on in that clip. There, she changed it. Uh, did you notice she said momentum? She dropped the potential, but then <laughs> yes. Brooke brought it back. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah, we're gonna keep the word potential in front of momentum. And by the way, uh, just a little help with math on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and this coming from a guy who well sucks at math. Uh, the Republicans have 51 seats. Yes, they lost five votes, but they gained five Democrat votes. So the most they oh, could have. So she lied about the right, whole thing. The, the most they could have gotten was 56 votes with those help of five Democrats. Right. So Debbie, she's a liar. Shut up. I mean, they don't even try to be truthful anymore. They don't even make an effort on that. Also, MSNBC host uh, Casey Hunt asked uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal uh, yesterday, "What what changed between Friday when you guys were willing to shut down the government?" And I don't know, Monday when you weren't so much. Here's what he had to say. My first and, and central question for you is what changed between Friday and now? Question. What changed question. between Friday and now, I think, was an appreciation for the political realities, but I voted against an appreciation this. for the political reality, which is code for it seemed like everybody was losing. It seemed like Democrats maybe lost mm. this fight. I'm more interested in who is hurt or who would have Are been you? hurt more than who uh -huh. is to be blamed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whose oh, answer was worse, my. man? I I think his. Okay. <laughs> I think potential for momentum is better than that. <laughs> Hold on. Can, was, can, I got to see that one yeah, more yeah, time. I got, we're going to make a poll There's here. a lot going on there. That's that's some fun. Richard Blumenthal has no idea how to spin this. Watch. My first and, and central question for you is what changed between Friday and now? What changed between Friday and now, I think, was an appreciation for the political realities, but I voted against an appreciation this. for the political reality, which is code for it seemed like everybody was losing. It seemed like Democrats maybe lost this fight. I'm more interested in who is hurt or who would have been hurt more than who is to be blamed. So good. Wow. So good. What changed is an appreciation for the political reality, which involved us getting our heads kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> what changed was so fun. 
we can't believe that the Republicans could beat us on anything because they never do. Yet this time they did. Mm. And so we had to cave. How's that That's taste? what changed. <laughs> That's pretty priceless. Oh. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, that's going to have to be a pet poll coming up shortly at Pat Unleashed, which, by the way, Al Roker pooped in my pants. Uh, That's uh, leading right now. Oh, that's the most embarrassing? Less than an hour to go. Because we had the the three scenarios. The new new Joe Scarborough song. Is that more embarrassing than Al Roker, I pooped my pants? And the other one was... Uh, Al Gore's CBS poem. Yeah. Still time to to, to vote. You can still there. sound off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are the what are the percentages? So right now, forty six percent Al Roker poop my pants. Okay. Thirty one percent Al Gore poetry. Twenty three percent Joe Scarborough. Joe's third. Stand. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, and speaker speaking of Twitter, uh, you can go to Pat Unleashed and tweet. Uh, Kaboom says, "I'm sick to death of all these people claiming that Trump is a man of God." It's enough of a stretch to say he's a friend of Christians, but there's no evidence beyond that. I think he is a friend of Christians. Um, I mean, I think can we all agree he's he's not really a, he's not a religious guy, right? I, I don't think he claims to be one. Takes his little wine, his little cup, his little cracker. Right. We we've heard him discuss it. We've heard him talk about it, and it's just, that's not part of his life. Um, William Westing one says Melania came out. And said she gave Trump permission to sleep with Stormy because she was pregnant. What? Or you weren't to what? I don't know. Melania came out and said she gave Trump permission to sleep with Stormy because she wow. was pregnant. I gotta find that. No way. I don't know. Is that possible? I have not seen that quote. We gotta look into that. Uh, and Marianne Reevy says, including Clinton's escapades uh, mattered that. Clinton's escapades mattered then, and Trump's matter now. I'm a conservative with conservative morals. Trump needs to be held accountable if this did actually happen. Thank you, Marianne. Yes, just a little consistency. You know, I would just like us to not be hypocritical because we're not going to win a lot of arguments, uh, a lot of things on principle if, if we're not consistent. 888-933-93. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. This is is such a great system that Glenn and Tanya set up because they got really frustrated in Connecticut trying to sell their home. And it was at a time when it was pretty difficult to sell homes in Connecticut. And they had a really bad experience. So they didn't want others to have to go through what they did, which is why they started Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. The team looks <clears throat> looks into the experience of the agent. What are their marketing plans? What's their character like? So character does matter in a real estate agent. It should matter as a president, right? And they also look at the results they get for their clients. So those are the barometers the team uses to ensure that the network is made up of just the best agents in America. And that's what you need when you're selling a home. Biggest investment you're ever going to make. Let's be serious. Uh, it, it's something you pay for for 30 years, usually. You really don't want to mess this up. If you need to sell your house fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust right now. You will be happy you did. Uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust will introduce you to the best agent in your town, and they will go to work for you. They have the same values you do. They listen to Glenn's show. They're huge fans. That's part of the deal. 
Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A 933-93. We're trying to decipher uh, one of those tweets, which was a misprint. I thought somebody was saying Melania came out and said she gave Trump permission to sleep with Stormy Daniels <laughs> because she was pregnant. The actual tweet was, what would be your stance mm. if Melania said that? That's no, still wrong, right? Still wrong. It depends on where your moral compass is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I, where we're at in society right now. And then, you know, again, you're going to have the legal issue with the $130,000 payment that wasn't disclosed to the FEC. So th- this could be kind of an issue. It, c- it could be a real problem. And would it change your opinion if you were a supporter who donated to that campaign? Holy if it, cow, If it yes. came out that that was definitely what happened. And you were fine with it. Would you still be fine with it if it was your money that went off the payoff? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking no. Yeah. How did I feel when we found out Congress has been doing these uh, payoffs to people of uh, who've been sexually assaulted by these stupid congressmen? I was really pissed about that. And what was that? $15 million or something? So from each of us as taxpayers, it's, it's a small amount, but it's the principle. Yeah, that hacks me off. That should not happen. Should not happen. So, uh, 888-900-3393. We have, uh, interestingly, the 911 call from Rand Paul after he was assaulted by his neighbor has been released. It's a, it's a, it's, keep in mind, guy just got six broken ribs. He can probably barely breathe. He's got to be in a ton of pain. And listen to this phone call to 911. 911, what is your emergency? Um, I was assaulted by my neighbor, and I just, it's not a life okay. or death thing, but, but I'd like to have a police car come by. Where are you? Oh, and that's been deleted. Uh, again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me put you through the state police. Stay on the line, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, you're going to send somebody? I got to put you through the state police. Stay on the line, okay? I was assaulted by a neighbor, and I'd like the police to come and investigate and talk to the neighbor. Okay. Where did the assault happen at? In my yard while I was mowing the grass. What's that address, sir? And delete it again so that... uh, we can't just show up at his house anytime we want. A little bored, Alicia. Yes. Yeah. What's your name, sir? Uh, Rand. Randall. Paul. P-U-L. <laughs> uh, pretty calm for a guy who is just busted up like that. And remember, he was pained to breathe for probably mm-hmm. six weeks. It hurt to breathe. Every right. breath. Right. I can't, ugh, can't imagine. And as, as Glenn pointed out earlier on his show, 
The guy never says, Senator Rand Paul, never says, hey, I'm a U.S. senator and I was just attacked. He just, Rand Paul, R-A-N-D-P-A-U-L. No, no, no. no. It's Randall. Randall Paul. I, I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's very impressive. That's pretty impressive. He's, yes. an, he's an impressive guy. I just want to know what prompted the attack. Yard clippings, Pat. What do you want from this man? <laughs> If, th- if that's what it is. <laughs> that guy's got anger issues next door. Just say it. Right. He attacked me over lawn clippings. That's uh, pretty crazy. All right. The guy sounds like a total lunatic. So I don't think that can be it. It wouldn't, that wouldn't embarrass anybody. And that doesn't uh, upgrade the severity of the attack to a, uh, a felony. And, you know, you might think, well, maybe Rand is keeping it quiet because he doesn't necessarily want the guy to go to prison. But he actually called and wanted police to come, so he's pursuing this. And uh, I, I'm, I still can't understand why he won't tell us what the guy said to him after he attacked him. Really strange. And there was no mention of it on the 911 call either. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. L'Oreal model has stepped down from her position over her <clears throat> really anti-Israel tweets from back in 2014. Uh, Model Amina Khan made history earlier this month when she became the first woman wearing a hijab to appear on an advertisement for hair care. (laughs) So you're advertising hair care and you're hiding your hair. (laughs) Is it just me or does this world just not make sense anymore? I've given up. I mean, you're advertising a hair care product we should probably see what your hair looks like. Why do you hate, man? I don't understand. I, I, I don't think that's a hatred issue. It's a uh, it's an issue of um, let's expose what it is you're trying to say is better because of this product. Uh. <laughs> then somebody found tweets she po- posted several years ago uh, in which she referred to Israelis as child murderers, among other insults. She also called Israel a sinister state, an illegal state, and hoped for the country to be defeated. Other tweets found the model accused Israel of committing torture, murder, rape, genocide. And uh, she also noted that Orthodox Jews themselves condemned the actions of Israel. She's since apologized for the original tweets, saying she stepped down because the current conversations surrounding it detract from the positive and inclusive sentiment that it's set out to deliver. Wait. Wait. All right. So this was supposed to be a positive sentiment? That Israel tortures, murders, rapes, and commits genocide? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I kind of missed the positive and inclusive sentiment there. <laughs> People are unbelievable. I deeply regret the content of the tweets I made and. 2014 and sincerely apologize for the upset and hurt they've caused championing diversity is one of my passions oh i don't discriminate against anyone uh, except for jews (laughs) i have chosen to delete them as they do not represent the message of harmony this that i stand for wait uh saying that israel tortures murders rapes and commits genocide that's not part of the harmony you're trying to foster oh Huh. Uh, the can- the company, for their part, said, we appreciate that Amina has since apologized for the content of these tweets and the offense they've caused. L'Oreal Paris is committed to tolerance and respect toward all people. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> we agree with her decision to step down from the campaign. Yeah, I bet you do now. I bet you do. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we have speaking of Israel, Mike Pence talking about the uh, Israel embassy and the plan to open the embassy in Israel. I think originally they were saying by the end of this year, it looks like it'll be the end of twenty nineteen. Here's what uh, Pence said. In the weeks ahead, our administration will advance its plan to open the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. And that United States Embassy will open before the end of next year. It was the faith of the Jewish people that gathered the scattered fragments of a people and made them whole again. That took the language of the Bible and the landscape of the Psalms and made them live again. And it was faith that rebuilt the ruins of Jerusalem and made them strong again. The miracle of Israel is an inspiration to the world. And the United States of America is proud to stand with Israel and her people as allies and cherished friends. It's a really good statement, but the left and uh, the Middle East is all on fire because he referenced the Bible as it applies to Israel. And that's, you know, that's just a recipe for people to go nuts. If he had slipped in one word, it could have taken the heat off of that comment if he had just said, we're proud to stand with Israel again. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad Obama's eight-year uh, run is over. If for nothing more, we are friends with Israel again. 888 thirty You're going to chew the fat with Jeffy next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. That happy music means it's uh, time to have some happy chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hello. Hello. So I heard you talking about Rand Paul and playing his nine uh, his nine one one call, uh-huh. which was fascinating. I mean, he was he he said in the nine one one call uh, that it wasn't a matter of life and death, which was right. He did. That's strange. I mean, because he had, I mean, he got, what, six broken ribs, bruised mm-hmm. lungs. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of damage. To, Serious uh, injury. To be, yeah. 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 But uh, according to uh, according to this, now the man accused of him is going to uh, sign a deal 21 months. He's going to be in jail for 21 months? The man accused of attacking Senator Good. Rand Paul and, uh, home agreed to uh, plead guilty, and federal prosecutors will pursue a 21-month jail sentence against him. Wow. So I guess that's the deal. Interesting. That's uh, going to happen now. I know you were concerned about why this happened, I, Pat, yes. but I mean, it says right here. Uh, when he saw Paul stacking more brush on a brush pile. He snapped. <laughs> uh, I, I had enough. I, I had enough. And I, I blindsided Paul by tackling him and throwing him to the ground. So the, that's an actual quote from the neighbor, huh? Yep. 
No way. Uh, he's so like, he really was. That's part of his plea deal. He had to say. clippings. That's what he said. I don't know that I buy it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't either. know that I buy it. Since Rand Paul's been so wishy-washy through mm-hmm. this whole thing. Why wouldn't you just say that? The guy attacked yes. the lawn clippings. Right. Can you believe it? Right. It just seems kind of like, I don't know, there's something there that nobody wants to talk about, so we're going to let this guy take the heat for lawn clippings, and we're just going to move on. Yep. It's sure what it seems that like. seems to be the case. I know, yeah, but I mean, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope it is over just Rand Paul being, a, you know, being a, the neighborhood. I can't believe he stacks those limbs that high. <laughs> Stop it. I know. Come on. Unlikely. Anyway. But we'll never know. Probably. No, we will. Not now. Never know. No, not now because that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he, he pleads. He's, he's going to plead guilty. He's going to say it was the lawn clippings. Mm-hmm. Take us 21 months and move on. Yep. I mean. We're yep. done with it. Sad. Hmm. Uh, sad news, too, announced yesterday. Uh, the great uh, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter Neil Diamond uh, announced that he's going to stop touring immediately. Oh, no. Uh, he was on his second leg of his uh, worldwide tour scheduled for Australia and New Zealand coming Is up in sick? March. What's the problem? Uh, yes, Parkinson's. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Parkinson's, so he's got to stop touring right now. Mm. Just great reluctance uh, that he uh, announced the retirement from concert touring. Said he was honored to bring the shows. Now we're going to get to see him. You want to see, it's going to be huge, too, because he was supposed to be and will be honored at the Grammy Awards coming up. So now, I mean, it's going to be even more. Right. I mean, they're going to be in love with him forever. How old is... 77. 77. In Mm. January, the 24th of this month, he turns 77. And uh, think of that. Remember when he uh, got a divorce? Uh, now, well, I don't think it was his first divorce, but the big divorce, the, maybe it was the first divorce of, of the one that he had been married to the longest uh, that he finally came to terms with and said it was worth, <laughs> said it was worth every penny. But he gave her $150 million. Wow. At, at one point, that was like the highest... I pay out ever. I would marry him for that kind of. You aren't lying. Jeez. And in fact, that's why. I, How many years do you have to stay with him before you get a hundred fifty million know. dollar payout? The, the picture of his new wife uh, is here, and she's <laughs> she's just thirty years younger uh, than. So she's than Neil, and you yeah. can see that she's gorgeous, and you know, I mean, uh, I understand you can see the love in their eyes if you look at the picture. I mean, Neil and Katie are just. He is just. There's nothing but love there. Oh yeah. Nothing. Okay. So good for you. All right. I mean, actually, Neil looks great there. Uh, for a 30 year difference? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's like seven. He, I think he married her when he was 71, five or six years ago. Okay. So that picture there is what? Sometime in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> The uh, some of the females uh, looking at this picture prior to this broadcast were remarking that uh, I'm not sure if uh, it's good that she doesn't look as young or he looks doesn't look as old. We're not sure who is the winner of that picture. Mm-hmm. I would I would mm-hmm. say the winner in that picture, both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looks uh, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he's, he does. You know, pretty. He well he's been, look, he's been on tour. He's been working. I mean, you know. He's in his seventies and he's he's out there yeah. performing every night. I don't care who you are. If you're going to walk out on stage and play music and try to dance around a little bit, that takes some takes some stamina and some some exercise. It does. Uh, yeah, it's it's depressing though to watch these guys that we grew up with well, now entering their late seventies, early eighties. I I I was just kind of channel surfing the other night and I came across 
I think it's uh, it's what's his face's channel, Axis TV. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his face here in town, billionaire, yeah. um, Mark Cuban. It's his channel, and they do a lot of old concerts and new concerts. Yeah, and, yeah, and I see a lot of them. Happened to see Ario Speedwagon live. Nice. It, and I think it's almost all original members, including Kevin Cronin. Ride the storm out, baby. And uh, he sounds great, but wow, has time passed. <laughs> you know what's amazing is everybody looks, around. you got these senior citizen rockers up there, and it just, I, I don't know. Oh, everybody around is getting so old, and, uh-huh. and we're not. Uh, yeah, that's the problem, because we are. <laughs> And it's a really good reminder of that. It sure is. I remember when it I was sure in Top is. 40 Radio and uh, REO Speedway came to town and they invited us to get up on stage with them. Yeah. And, and we uh, sang Roll With The Changes. We got to sing nice. Keep On Rolling, Keep On Rolling. And I think they had our <laughs> microphones down to about... Point five, <laughs> so you couldn't hear us. Still, actually. though, you're on. Still, it was fun. It yeah. was really cool, and you know they're all in their peak and their yeah. prime, and it was really fun. And now you look at him, and it's like, good god! I know. My gra- I remember going with my grandfather to see Ario Speedwagon uh-huh. uh, and uh, uh-huh. the Police and yeah. the Fabulous Thunderbirds. That was, a, that wow. was one show. That was a good show. And they're all ancient and now. I know. All ancient. I know. Sad. So I was happy that my grandfather had an opportunity to take me. Uh, the end of the Me Too movement is close. It's really close. When you look and you've talked a little bit on this show about James Franco and some of the accusations against him. Yeah. But there's a video of the three girls, uh, Violet, Sarah, and uh, Tatiana, uh, that uh, they're on record. Mm-hmm. They're on record talking about the horrors of James Franco. Mm-hmm. And here they are. And I just. Prepare yourself, Pat. Okay. Prepare yourself. This is going to be shocking and revolting, despicable. I mean, I, I, I just barely, unbelievable I barely want to air it, Here but right. I will. Let's see. I was so upset at his hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I wanted the world to know um, yeah. the truth. In the tweet, Violet accused Franco of forcing her to perform a sex act in her car. <clears throat> Looking back, do you feel like you, you couldn't say no? Well, no. Um, no, I could have said, no, said no, but... Because oh. of the power dynamic, the situation was so surreal. Wait, and because of the, I the power, power dynamic? I wanted him to like me. He's wanted definitely this got is unreal. two personalities. Um, this is unfreaking believable. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have a great sweet side, but when he has his other side, right. it's the right. complete polar opposite. Tatiana was Franco's personal assistant from 2011 to 2013. She says she also had a romantic relationship with him until 2016. She shared text messages in which he used abusive language and asked if she was retarded. The impression he gave me of the industry deterred me from pursuing a dream I thought I always wanted. I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. That's the scary thing. Oh, this like, is I'm terrified for my right career. Sarah was a student in Franco's acting class. She says she agreed to appear nude in Franco's low-budget movie, but was taken aback when she was asked to appear in a bonus scene involving an orgy. It was a lot of nudity and sex scenes that felt that they weren't that I felt then were don't not artistically do it, justified pumpkin. and were added in after the fact. Don't do it. She agrees to do one scene. They get there. They're filming. Hey, we're going to do some more sex scenes. You know, we need you to do this. Um, you did it. You could have said no. 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 You could have said no. She could have said no to whatever action she was doing in her, so in you her felt, car with him. Well, you felt forced. You felt forced in the you car. Felt, well, no. No. 
Well, no. You felt like you couldn't say no? Well, no. No, I couldn't say no. That's the end of the Me Too movement. No, there's a power dynamic. We're doing that. That That's ridiculous. We're overlooking the power dynamic. Power dynamic. Yeah, we're overlooking the power dynamic. (laughs) What does that mean? What do you mean, the power dynamic? Who knows, man? I mean, there's been a lot of dirt bad things that a lot of these guys have done. There's sure. no question. That's that's not when, one of we, them. No. This James Franco. No, I'm is, sorry. This is part of the witch hunt. I'm sorry. Yes, now, I don't is. know that the guy's a choir boy. I doubt it. But come on. You could say no at well, any point. Well, he said. He said in an interview that, look, I, if I've done something wrong, I'll make it right. Right. I, I, right. I, I, I want to do the right thing. Yeah. And that's pretty much shutting those girls down. They, like, they if in, I've done something wrong. And they were in uh, relationships. Right. They were in a sexual relationship with him. And, she, and you, know, you know, sometimes... You don't know. You don't know the. I mean, sometimes he would get. I can't take that. I can't take it. That's. And then we broke up after a relationship, and he texts me, and and he asked me if I was retarded. Have you lost your mind? Well, that's an insult, but that's not sexual harassment. That's a whole different thing. What do you? I mean, it's not nice. It's not politically correct. (laughs) Wait, asking someone if they're retarded retarded has nothing to do with sex. That has nothing to do. With this power dynamic. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's, oh, that's agonizing. That's agonizing. really bad. Really, really bad. I mean, they're, I, they're I'm gonna, almost they're ashamed that, ruin it, the that movement. it aired. They're yes. going to ruin it. Yes. For it, women who have actually been abused. It may already have been. Yeah. I mean, that might. shelf life is yep. rapidly. It is. I mean, it's unbelievable. So we also have the uh, two FBI agents, uh, Lisa Page. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm told... It's the Lisa Page that's not Stubergear's wife, but I don't know. How do we know? I don't that? know that that's been proven. And uh, Peter Strauss <laughs> had uh, 50,000 text messages. Okay? Who did? 50,000 text messages. Uh-huh. That's their deal that, that have gone missing. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, never mind the, the uh, amount of time that they have uh, weren't fighting for the safety of humanity as fbi agents um 50,000 text messages how many messages that yeah, is i was doing the math there that's 10,000 a month i mean that is unbelievable i went back and looked at just what i text my wife uh-huh that's not even close and i feel like i do that too much mm-hmm. i mean 50,000 yeah that's, that's 2500 amazing amount of texts I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, uh, never mind, the, they've got ton, no time for anything else. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now we're hearing about their secret little uh, secret society, a little be under, behind the scenes secret society text. That's just their stupid way of Sorry, meeting up at the Holiday Inn in room 69. <laughs> secret society. Mm-hmm. Secret wow. society meeting. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is uh, three, uh, what did I just do the math on that? That's like uh, 3,000 a day. Okay, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. 300 whatever, a day. 300, I mean, a day, 300 a day. It just seems an that's inordinate so, yeah. amount of text. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's an mm. awful lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hey, hey, hi, hi. Where, where, where? I, where you at? Over here. Secret Society. Okay. It just seems like an awful lot. I bet you're right, though. That is code for something there. Oh, it is there. Everybody's trying to read into the Secret Society and Underground. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's just them meeting at Room 69. Stop it with the secret. Okay. And I'd be damned if they're missing. I, I don't know that I buy that they're missing. Or I, No, I should rephrase that. They are missing. I don't believe that they're actually lost and right. gone forever. Yeah. Come on now. Mm. Come on now. 
All right, so uh, we've talked a lot about uh, North Korea and South Korea and uh, the uh, the the winning side of Donald Trump has kind of, uh, you know, knocked down uh, North Korea and uh, at least a little bit of his rhetoric, and he's trying to be nice again and uh, play nice and join in the uh, Olympics. South Korea, a lot of people, uh, South Korea, not a lot, not happy uh, with the whole be nice deal. Uh, they were saying, uh, new no, to make a show of North Korea and South Korean unity at the next Olympics. Not so much. Uh, they were setting fire to the North Korean flag and a photo of Kim Jong-un uh, earlier this week in South Korea. We oppose, we oppose, we oppose. Hmm. So uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a little, a little, little people wound up about uh, trying to be nice to North Korea. You know, they're all trying to say, hey, this is a possibility for peace. He's trying to reach out. He's trying to be nice. We've got to, we've got to take a chance. We've got to be able to, uh, you know, we've got to be able to be nice. And a lot of the people in South Korea are not happy about it. They don't want to be nice to them. Um, So, you know, a lot of people, a quote from one of the South Korean residents, uh, they're unpredictable. They're not a reasonable government. The Olympic thing will not last long. It's probably true. Yeah. Uh, Did you see your hero, Lester Holt, in North Korea? He's kind of taken a shine to the place, apparently. Lester Holt in North Korea. We're about four hours outside Pyongyang. Uh, When we began the planning for this trip, we told the officials here we wanted to report the Olympic story, the recent talks between Uh the North and South over the North's uh, participation in the upcoming uh, Winter Olympic Games. Right. Uh, they put on our itinerary coming to this very modern ski resort. Very modern uh, most ski people resort. don't expect to see in North Korea. No, I mean, uh, covering this story. Yeah, patriotic music and, and videos playing on the big screen here. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, some of the athletes from the North and South will actually be training here in advance oh, okay. of the Winter Games. We learned that uh, 22 athletes at all from this country will go to the south for the games and there will be large contingents of of uh, cheerleaders and coaches and other officials in fact an advanced team uh went into the country over the weekend for a two-day trip so things are continuing to move in that direction this has been a fascinating trip for all of us Um, this was our first major stop we uh, spent the night at a guest house outside pyongyang uh, hosted by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here. They have provided escorts and have uh, crafted escorts. much of the itinerary of where crafted we can itinerary. go and uh, advising and, uh, us of what they don't, frankly, want us to shoot. Uh, but this is an image huh. that I think they want the world to see. This is a country that is um, that is suffering under some pretty harsh sure. uh, sanctions, economic sanctions yeah. right now. This, of course, yeah, seems to fly in the face of it, and uh, perhaps that's why this no. is important. Uh, no, Pat Gray. From their standpoint, to us to uh-huh. show that. standing in front but, of but, Kimmy. But he, what's he, he supposed seems, to say? He seems to be very complimentary. And well, he's standing. They've from, been treated wonderfully how since he's been there. Dare you I mean, insult come on. Lester Holt? It just doesn't by. propaganda piece. He's not supposed. That's terrible. He's, That's terrible. When he comes back, mm-hmm. outside of I don't know gunpoint. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll have a story don't that go does do, a little bit. Don't go or, there. Uh, don't go know, there. Clear some stuff there. with the State Department on some special footage. Perhaps he's over there working for the State Department yeah. for our safety. Ah. Okay, That's what Lester Holt is I'm doing. I'm sure that's what's okay? going on. Yeah. What do you mean don't go over there? Don't go you're over the there. head of NBC News. If you're going to go to North Korea. That's one of the biggest stories in the, in the if world. If you're going to do a puff piece on North Korea where they've got 70,000 of their people in labor camps, in concentration camps. Right. You don't go and do their propaganda for them. You do to get in. No, and you then, don't. Yes, you, you do. Don't. You do to get in so you can see, look around and see what happens. 
So you have the stories when you they don't leave. Let them, they don't let them look around at the bad things. All they're showing them is the good. If you think my it's man just Lester a Holt is piece. not getting some good yeah, footage out of there. You're talking about award-winning Lester Holt. Uh-huh. That's right pathetic. Now. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Because he already talked about uh, the struggles mm-hmm. going through what they searched at the airports. He reported on that. He reported uh, how dangerous it was, uh, what they were doing, how they were guiding them That's through great. everything. He's done such a tremendous job. Good for him. Okay. All right. I won't have you, you Ben. No, he's great. Lester That's a Holt. great report. That's a great report. Okay, so we'll be standing by for the Lester Holt uh, on the ground in America as, uh, yeah, as post-Olympic as, uh, report. Absolutely. And as long as it's cleared, I, you know, as long as a lot of that footage is cleared through the State Department, I'm sure that uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what's your deadline on Lester's uh, filing that report? Uh, the, the the truth. I don't know how long this particular uh, trip is. I mean, Lester didn't clear his itinerary with me. But as soon I would say, you know, at least a week or so. You know how TV TV people are slow, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You okay, can't. Sure. You got to be looking forward to it with a great deal of anticipation. I mean, I, mm. you're really getting on my no, nerves I, with trying to bad mouth Lester Holt here. No, I, mean, I, I, come I in, think you did a I great job. I come in with some nice stories and I try to be nice. and some then you, wonderful propaganda. You start, it was great. You start bringing down Lester Holt for doing a no, story? No, I love it. That's really good. You've on the Olympics and in the countries? Completely turned me around. I mean. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Uh, the Flat Earth guy we've been trying to keep an eye on for the last few weeks. He was supposed to do this rocket launch to mm. prove that the Earth is flat. Several weeks ago, something happened. Things kept coming up, and so it's been delayed multiple times. Uh, Mad Mike Hughes believes his event, though, scheduled for the day before the Super Bowl now, mm-hmm. will draw more international attention than the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. More people are going to watch yeah. his rocket launch <clears throat> than watch the Super Bowl. Well, especially this Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, who wants to see this one? Philadelphia, New England? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Stu. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Uh, but he says uh, if his he says his daredevil limousine driver plans to ride a rocket into space. Uh, to highlight flat earth awareness, had to wait until now, and now it's just created this hysteria. People just can't wait to see it happen. Because uh, it hasn't taken off yet, but he still promises it's it's going to the day before the Super Bowl. He found some private land mm. in the ghost town of Amboy, California, oh. complete with a brand new road that will enable him to get his motor home and rocket gear to the site. He's got to get 88 miles an hour to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll be a vertical launch, he says. Me strapped into the rocket with 6,000 pounds of thrust going up about three-eighths of a mile. This, is that's that kind of dangerous, man. Is that high enough? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to hear from this guy after February 3rd. I, I hope he doesn't get killed doing this. No. But he claims it's the ultimate wily coyote, coyote move. He plans to run for governor of California once he's able to file petitions in late February. In California, um, that would be... 
huh. a vast improvement to what you have now. Yeah. And I don't know anything about this guy's politics. Jerry Brown. <laughs> uh, so somebody set up a fake website pretending to be him. What? And anonymous online haters questioning his every move. His website seems to have been hacked, in fact, redirecting people to Google.com. It's the ultimate conspiracy theory. I hate to use that term because it's a CIA term, and that's the last organization I want to be a part of, he said. Flat Earth divides people, and that's the last thing we need these days, more divided people. All I'm saying is people should look into it or investigate it just like they should investigate and research everything in their lives. Research the post office. Did you know you could mail a letter for three cents? No. Oh, wait. Now I'm... Hold on. Now you're intrigued. Money-saving tip. Now you're intrigued. Three percent? Three Three cents. cents. Three cents a stamp? I'm looking at one right now, he says. Look into everything. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Bush family, research your city council. Okay, now it's getting silly. (laughs) Uh, He said, this sort of introspection started when he was a young man who didn't know why 20 people weren't running for president in lieu of a two-party system, which sucks. So then that carried over into the aftermath of 9-11 when he remained silent instead of sharing his it-didn't-happen theory, because if you say that, you're branded a crazy person. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wow, so this guy... I was on board with Mr. Flat Earth. Not just a flat earther. Uh, He's a 9-11 conspiracy nut. Because I was willing to give him that the Earth is flat. But you start doing the 9-11 conspiracy. This is yeah. great. Okay. And so, more people uh, going to watch his launch than sure. the Super Bowl. Be ready for that. Sure, ratings are down for the NFL. I yeah. mean, it's not like... Highly wow. likely that's going to happen. 888-900-3393. We're going to talk to Stu about some of the uh, percentages and chances for Democrats to gain regain control of Congress. We'll do that next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed, joined by our friend Stu, Stu Bergier. Hey, Stu. Pat. How are things? It's wonderful to see you today. It's uh, It's been a while. We're very formal together. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that, but we usually when we pass each other, we, we describe each other, Mr. Gray. Mr. Bergier. Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes doctor, uh-huh. even though neither of us are doctors. <laughs> That's what we like to do. We like to pretend we're doctors. Yes. Even though we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so there are some stats that you've been pouring over. And uh, are these chances that the Democrats have of regaining the Congress? Yeah, I can give you a couple things here. This is a kind of an interesting poll, and this has been reflected over multiple polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's from CNN. Um, but it shows previously there was a 15-point margin in the generic uh, ballot poll that they run all the time. I mean, there's always a poll that runs, hey, who would you vote for right now if you could, Democrat or Republican? Yeah. And it kind of gives you a sense generally of where the country is is, is moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 15-point margin um, by the Democrats uh, for the you know lead for the Democrats going back a few months. This is in the uh, fall. Wow, that's a big lead. Big lead. And this has mm. been kind of reflected of, uh, you know, look, a fairly rough year. There have been some policies mm-hmm. that we liked, and we've mm-hmm. gone over those uh, several times. 
Um, so there's been some good things for conservatives, but those weren't necessarily things that polled particularly well outside of the base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously scandal and, you know, sort of the added on the tweets and all the other things that people don't generally like outside the base. So you kind of have a hit a rough road there for a while. Interesting. Since the tax plan has passed, however, this is turned around pretty, pretty well. Um, the latest poll came out from uh, CNN, which showed a 49 to 44 lead. So it went from 15 points down to five points. Wow. Moving in the right direction if you want Republicans elected. Um, this is uh, identical to Democrats standing in uh, January 2006, the last midterm election year in which they made significant gains. So this is not a win for Republicans, but it is, mm. a, is a move in the right direction. Now, remember, 2006 was a pretty bad year uh, for a midterm election for Republicans. So they've got a mm-hmm. long way to go here. Um, but this is also before the shutdown. Now, the shutdown, to me, strikes me as one of those things that, yes, I think the Republicans won. I mean, again, it's three weeks, yeah. and we're going to have to do this whole dance again, so who knows where this thing ends up. I don't know about you, I don't, you know, to me, it's probably not a big election issue. You know, I think it's going to be a blip. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, like, people, mm-hmm. you mentioned this on, on radio today, it's like, you know, there's an accusation of a porn star having an affair with a president, and like we're not even noticing it. Yeah, it's like not even a story. Yeah, for most of the world. I mean, so the idea that the government shutdown is going to last a year? No way. Come on. No. I mean, unless it, it unless the government shutdown actually lasts a year, well, and it might. Then they can <laughs> kick it down the road three yeah. weeks, like eighteen yeah. times. Yeah, they could do that. Um, I think that's possible. I mean, if it got really <clears throat> ugly and lasted a really long time. Um, maybe the media could convince people it was a big deal. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is it's really not that big of a deal. Did you guys, you know, did you notice any difference in your life? You get up on uh, one of those days um, was this weekend and just, like, cry yeah, yourself yeah. to sleep? Yeah, Saturday morning the sun did not come up. You didn't notice that? Oh, no, I did, huh. I did not notice that. Is, that. is that a government? Uh, I didn't realize that was a government <laughs> thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good poll. Uh, we know how, you know, how flippant these polls can be. I mean, really, yeah. who knows? Very fickle. Yeah, very, very fickle is, the, is a good way of putting that. And, and, you know, they'll move. It'll move again. But I think if the president can stay out of major controversies where he's, you know, not uh, overtly at fault um, and can continue to pass some of the conservative policies, um, you know, like, I, you know, he's starting to do some of the trade stuff, which I'm not a fan of uh, now. He's uh, put a new tariffs down uh, yesterday. Um, again, like that's uh, yeah. something I do not think is a good idea, although it is something he ran on. So, I mean, I'm, we're not mm-hmm. surprised at this outcome. Um, but, you know, some of those things will be popular, some won't. I think if you can keep out of controversies, at least you can minimize damage. And the bottom line is you don't want to lose the House and the Senate. Um, if you can, if yeah. you, you want to keep them both, obviously, but you, don't, you certainly don't want to lose both of them um, because it, it would be interesting to see how many things Trump would veto if they were friendly to his ideology from his past, but... He had the Republicans pushing against him. If they didn't keep uh, him in power, I don't know that he pushes back as hard. So it's going to be an interesting year. It is. It is. I, I could see Trump going along with a lot of Democrat policies. Yeah. Just because he wants legislation. He wants to do more than his predecessors did. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, the tariffs are... I'm not sure are, he cares what that is necessarily. Right. I mean, the tariffs are, have always been... A, that's a Democratic yeah. strategy. That's not a Republican strategy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a, that's a big one. I mean, he, you know, if you're buying a washing machine... You know, coming up in the next few years, he's increased the cost of them. I mean, without a doubt, like your mm-hmm. washing machine is going to be more expensive because of Donald Trump's policies. I doubt there's a huge <laughs> amount of people in the audience buying solar panels. Um, but that as well is, is another thing he's putting a tariff on, which will increase your – you will be paying that. That's tariffs not a tax that work. Don, 
It's not a tax. It's not a tax that Trump pays. It's just not a tax that America pays. It's a tax that you pay when you buy these things. You know, years ago, uh, China started uh, importing huge amounts of honey to the United States because we. Uh, the honey that you get here is actual honey. It's real. It's not cut with anything else. And so it's 100% pure honey that the producers in the U.S. do. So it costs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. In China, they took the honey and cut it with, uh, like, rice sugar or something and sold it for uh, one-third the price. And so in, I think it was like 2002, it was the early 2000s, they put a tariff, huge, huge tariff on it that tripled the cost. Mm. So China then sent the honey to Vietnam and Thailand and then shipped it from there. <laughs> to get Because the, the tariff is only applied to China. <laughs> so they just have another country send it from there and we get the same deal. That is fantastic. So that's tariffs, the way these things work. That, that's, how, that's how tariffs work. Yeah. Uh, people find a way around them. Yeah, and, and that's so like, it doesn't hurt the people you intend to hurt. Yeah. And it, it hurts us. It does. And, you know, it's one of those things another a lot of people say, well, look, I'll, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for my honey. I want the jobs to come back here. Yeah. And that's an understandable instinct. Yeah. What we've seen over and over again, though, is if, if you're paying, let's say the average person in America makes 20 bucks an hour for a manufacturing job and the average, pers- average person in China makes $2 an hour. And, like, you, know, you can try to tariff <laughs> China and say, hey, we're going to put all these tariffs on you so mm-hmm. because you're paying you know, these people nothing is slave labor, and we're not going to allow you to import stuff that when you're paying people $2 an hour. Well, you're never going to put on a tariff that's big enough to get them to equal, equal a $20 an hour job. Right. It's, it's, not, it's just right. not close. In addition to that, what these, com- what these companies do if they get hit with these tariffs is they, don't move, they do move the jobs. They don't move them from China to America. They move from China to Bangladesh mm-hmm. or China to India, yeah. a place where they'll actually – where China is expensive. They'll <laughs> yeah. go to Bangladesh and pay 25 cents an hour, and it will actually affect you more negatively. And unless you're willing to go to a trade war with every single country on earth, which is the end game mm-hmm. in these situations – it's where it will eventually wind up if you stick to it long enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, you know, and, and even when that happens, you're not going to get your jobs back. You're just going to wind up bankrupting your own people who have to pay more for every single thing that they buy. It's yeah. just not a good idea. It doesn't work. You know, you know, and you have to admit that there, you know, there are technologies and there are other advantages from going overseas. It's not the best way to do it. He did a great thing by lowering the corporate tax here and making us a lot more competitive here. Yeah, he did. Um, and that's, that, you that know, that was really good. That good was move. the real star of that tax policy was really mm-hmm. the corporate rate. Um, and it's helped, obviously. We've talked about that quite a bit. But this is a- another element where he's trying to do something similar, and it's just not a good. It's not a good policy. Yeah. It's a, it's a policy that has been proposed. It's been proposed and pushed for by Democrats, by Chuck Schumer, by unions, by you know SEIU and mm-hmm. and MoveOn.org and every single left wing organization since the beginning of time has been pushing for big tariffs. And I hope the president, uh, who has avoided much many of those pitfalls so far when it comes to policy, at least doesn't go down this road anymore. Yeah, because the protectionism just doesn't work. It doesn't wind up protecting. No, it doesn't. So, um, I, I, I would like to... Uh, it's kind of hard to do a show like this right now because we just don't have all the information. You know, we're, we're talking about these topics, and we all know that there's so much information out there that we, we're just not aware of, we're not privy to. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm so excited about this new book from Alex Jones that's being shopped around because mm. he is going to let us know 
the things that we currently don't know. Oh, he is? He's going to lay it out for us. Oh, he, look, finally. We're idiots, right? We know that. Right. We, we don't have the information that InfoWars has. Of course. Uh, and yeah, sure, they have a website and like 75,000 YouTube videos, but they didn't have, they don't have enough space to put in the really important information, yeah. which is going to come in this book. Have you guys heard about this book proposal? It's, I, it's pretty big news. I have not. Okay. Uh, but I'm very excited. I think you will so be. Alex Jones is releasing a book. Well, no. No. Wait, what? He is shopping a proposal for a book. Okay. Assuming people will be very excited about it. It's a 27-page proposal. The name of the book is The Secret History of the Modern World and the War on the Future. Um, pretty interesting. I think you guys uh-huh. are locked in, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the book is about the front lines of the war for your mind, mm-hmm. and its chapters will cover the past, the present, and the future. I didn't write that down. I'm sorry. What were they again? The past, the, past, the present, present, and the future. future. Okay. Now, huh. Huh. you might think this is just some ridiculous conspiracy book from a guy who <laughs> thinks, you know, frogs are turning gay all over the world. You might think that, but mm-hmm. you'd be wrong. Of course. And he explains to you some of the details. The chapters here will uncover it all. They will be like the moment you first discovered sex. <laughs> really? Yes. That's not just sex, though. Like for, you know. Okay. It's like the moment you first discovered sex mm-hmm. or the internet. Or the internet. Or. Those were different reactions, by the way, for me. Really? <laughs> Is it just me? <laughs> Those moments were not similar. Yeah, like the sex thing was pretty exciting. The internet was, oh, wow, you can. Oh, that's hey. email. That's yeah, pretty that's cool. That's kind of fun. That's pretty cool. I'm yeah. just trying to get the thought of Alex Jones having sex <laughs> no, out of my head right you, now. You don't want that. <laughs> but there are three things. That mm-hmm. it will remind you of, and I, I tried to I tried to test Glenn on this, and he seemed to not even know the answer, which to me was bizarre. But if you're going to group these three things together, it will open your minds in ways you can't expect. Uh, it will be like the moment you first discovered sex, the internet, or pizza. No, I like I not, like not pizza. pizza. I do. Sex, internet, oh, or or uh, the three things that go together: sex, internet, uh, Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> That's a good guess, actually, but not true. <laughs> it will remind you of when you first discovered sex or the internet or, or quantum physics. Quantum physics. Oh, okay. That was my next one. That was your okay. next Okay. Okay. All right. Quantum physics. <laughs> this is a legitimate proposal. He shipped around 27 pages. My can gosh. you remember? Can you imagine some like Simon and Schuster executive be like, the moment I discovered sex, the internet, or quantum physics? <laughs> What does this mean? Now, you might think there's not enough information there. I want an example of what's in this book, right? Because he's got them. Mm -hmm. It's a 27-page proposal, which is actually longer than I thought he'd be capable of writing. Um, (laughs) But this is is the example. And this is a simple example, okay? okay? Here's a simple example. The headline, aliens are living among us. Oh. That's the headline. Is okay. it the lizard people aliens? Is it? Oh, see this. See, maybe I mean, it's not so simple because Pat yeah. doesn't seem to get it. I, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> it's not quantum. Here's a, here's a simple example. The headline: Aliens are living among us. Sounds preposterous. Sounds wacky. Sounds like something from a supermarket tabloid. But here's the logic: mm. One, scientists have cloned sheep. Fact. Uh, I mean, that has to do with aliens two, in one way. I'm sorry. I'm just not trying to, to connect the not, dots, and I. <laughs> Don't try to derail this man's presentation. Don't demean this book. It's an important work. I shan't. Okay. One, Uh, scientists have cloned sheep. Fact. Fact. Two, Two. scientists have created hybrid human pigs. Hybrid human pigs? Okay. 
Fact. Fact? That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay. Three. Why did scientists create hybrid human pigs? That's what the book is about. Where are they? on this stuff, man. Okay. Don't. Sorry. You just know, sheep have been cloned. Power through, Stu. Hybrid human pigs exist. Three. These are not creatures of the natural world. They've been invented by science. They are alien to us, for thus they are aliens. And aliens are living among us. And And this is a quote from the proposal. Picture yourself, you're an executive, you're in a suit, wow. you're, you're set, giving away million-dollar book deals. Someone says to you, mm-hmm. hey, there's sheep and there's human pigs and they're alien to us. For thus they are aliens and aliens are living among us. Are you starting to get it yet? <laughs> That's in the proposal of the Man, book. I've got to stop drinking. I'm going to have to say no, no. I'm not. We are um, not getting it in any way. <laughs> It's so good, oh though. Oh, my god! This guy is, uh, and he's, by the way, open to do as many book signings as you'd like him to do. Because apparently his schedule's wide open. Uh, not a lot going on uh, for Alex. So. Wow. I mean, that is amazing. This guy is completely god. insane. Oh, my gosh. Completely insane. Uh, that, is unbe- that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Impressive. Impressive. Now, what uh, what Eagles magic have you brought? Because ah. I know. Well, it's Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, listen- we're leading up to Super Bowl week. Uh, obviously, highly. This important. is probably one of the greatest years of your life so far, right? It is. Uh, Eagles you know, in the Super Bowl. That's got to be because it kind of like wipes out everything else that annoys me. Yeah, because I, I really don't care. Like, you want to pass an eighty percent tax rate right now? Go it's ahead. a good time for it because yeah. I'm not going to probably even <laughs> whine about it. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, now, did you catch this video? Because a lot of people were trying to figure out, uh, you know, who to root for. This is going into the Vikings game, the Eagles versus the Vikings. And, you know, maybe you didn't have a hardcore rooting alliance like I do. Mm-hmm. You wanted to find out who you should actually root for. A guy on NFL Network put together this video, and I think it. I think the, the patriotism of the Blaze viewer will will inform where you should be rooting, not only for this past game, but also for the Super Bowl. Okay. Watch. A long time ago, there was another young, scrappy team in Philadelphia that was an underdog on its own turf. And that team came to be known as the United States of America. And the Colonials heard the same noise. Their defenses are too strong. Their ground assault is too powerful. Let them come. Let them learn that one man defending his home is more powerful than 10 men invading it. Let the Vikings ride this wave of being the country's new sweethearts. I've heard it this week. Without the Vikings, there'd be no one for America to root for. Without the city of Philadelphia, there would be no America. <laughs> Let the Vikings have Grandma Millie. She's 99 years old. The Eagles have Uncle Sam. He's 242. <laughs> this city and these Eagles know the two greatest chips on the American shoulder are taxation without representation and no respect despite domination. Washington, Hamilton, Peterson, Roseman, these colors don't run. And on Sunday against that Eagles D, neither will the Vikings. Don't tread on me and don't ever disrespect the womb of democracy. Put your bets on Philadelphia, fly Eagles fly to Minnesota, and God bless America. Underappreciated. I mean, that's pretty good. That's an inspiring message right there. <laughs> it's pretty good. If you don't root for the Eagles, 
you don't you're, love America. You're un-American. Period. Yeah. And I think he, uh, he uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. You could maybe make a case for a team called the Patriots. Yeah. However, I, it's, you know, shh, don't ruin this. No, man. You're trying right. too hard, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. oh, I already call myself, I don't know, the Patriots. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Whatever happened no in Boston when they were the founding of this country? Nothing. 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 It's nothing. got no history. It I might love as the well. womb of democracy thing. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> really good. It really is. I got, you know, look, it's a, it's a, we're starting to prepare for the trip now to go mm-hmm. up to Minnesota. Uh, Keith Malinak uh, post gave me sent me a message which said, "Hey, yeah, math was involved. Uh, Sorry. Hey, look, it's going to be minus thirteen degrees when you get to Minnesota. Of course, obviously, Mr. Brainiac over here, uh, you did look at a Celsius. I don't know uh, why I Googled <laughs> Minneapolis forecast and freaking Celsius <laughs> came up. But. To back you up a little bit, uh, minus thirteen Celsius still freaking cold to mm-hmm. me." Okay, I think it's going to be like one degree, supposedly. Uh, negative on one Sunday. Sunday morning and 12 for the high on Super Bowl Sunday afternoon there. What about the, uh, what about Friday and Saturday? Do you have some on that? Because, I mean, this, it, 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 the, it, the game so itself. 13 below Celsius is 8.6 Fahrenheit. That's still pretty chilly. Is it? I yeah. thought it was like one. I don't know. I, I've seen the count. Anyway, bottom line is freaking cold, right? Very. Uh, and yeah, very uh, cold. so the game itself, you know, it's an indoor stadium. Mm-hmm. And they even the security, I guess, is kind of indoors. Uh, they're they're trying to do that so people don't, you know, all the wusses from around the country. So no one mm-hmm. dies while they're they waiting to get right. inside the Super Bowl. But the rest of the events, I mean, on the weekend, it's like you're either you're you're going to be inside at like a mall, or you're going to be freezing your butt off. I know they have some of the stuff like the NFL experiences inside. I think a few different things, but I mean, it, you know, you don't get the full. They got to stop with this cold weather crap. Like, I don't care if you yeah, build a nice I, stadium in Minnesota. You don't get a Super Bowl. Sorry. Detroit, I right. know. You're great. I'm sure. No. Dome the York, city. Nope. <laughs> New York, nope. Yeah, you dome the city. Maybe I'll show. Okay. Uh, you got to go to San Diego. Yes. San Diego. Houston. Tampa. Dallas, Tampa. I mean, they even, they Miami. Did, New exactly. Orleans. These are the ones you, you do. Yeah. Um, and they did. They had one in Dallas, and it snowed, and it had ice know, falling off the roof sucked. when they were here. Uh, Arizona's another one. Phoenix, they Arizona. have them there a, a, mm. a lot. I mean, there's a lot of great mm. cities. but So when you get up there on Friday, yeah. it's going to be a balmy 23 degrees with a snow shower possible. But uh, don't worry, because <laughs> when you wake up Saturday morning, it'll only have fallen down to 8 degrees with a little snow, mainly early on Saturday with a high of 21 uh, overnight low on Sunday morning, you wake up to negative one with a high of twelve, but it will be partly sunny. Oh, that's nice. So have a good and that time. could change completely between now and then. Anyway, I don't know if you have any uh, had any callers from Minnesota uh, today, but they I was looking at a map of the roads in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they had like pink was a color that said completely impassable. Like you could, they, they were just closed because of the, I guess they had a huge storm up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically the entire <laughs> southeast part of the state. Really? Like, it, like, it, <laughs> like you couldn't go anywhere. Wow. I don't know what happens. I mean, if they get wow. a foot of snow somehow on Saturday night, why what do the they hell chance ha- Why do they chance this? There's Stop a it. great chance for really bad weather in Minneapolis. It happened in the year they had it in New York. The next day, they had a yeah. blizzard. One That's day. Right. Remember, they, they considered right. moving the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Atlanta has been punished since uh, when did the uh, Titans lose to the Rams in Atlanta? That was the 99 season, I believe. And until coming up next year, Atlanta has been punished because there was a couple of inches of snow around that weekend. So, you know, it makes sense to put the game in Detroit or New York or Minneapolis because, yeah. you know, it might yeah. snow in Dumb. Atlanta. So is Atlanta next year? Yes. Ah, they got to do that in the Mercedes. Want a place to stay uh, for stadium. free? 
Uh, yes, I am. And I'm completely serious. Really? Mm -hmm. I am absolutely uh, in the market. After this year, mm -hmm. I am fully in the market. This is not going to be a cheap one. Because, mm -mm. uh, you know, many, like these smaller cities, I mean, Minneapolis is, is not a small city as we think of it, but it's right. a small NFL market. Yeah. And it's, you know, like when, when the Super Bowl was in New York, you barely even knew it was happening. I mean, it, it swallowed, the city swallowed the event. Yeah. And that's not a good vibe either. With Minneapolis, I'm sure it's going to feel like a Super Bowl city, oh, but there's I'm just sure. not enough hotel rooms. There's not enough, uh, you know, like, it's, it's just not easy. You know, mm -hmm. like, there's certain cities that are built for this type of a, an event, and, you know, Minneapolis is never... Just not one of them. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I, I, at least so far, it doesn't seem like it. I will say, Indianapolis is another one I would use as that example, which, you know, didn't have enough And you rooms. went to that Super Bowl, And that too. was probably the most fun I've ever had at a Super Bowl. And that Indianapolis one was so fun. It was such a great city for the game. So I'm hoping yeah. Minneapolis is a positive surprise this year. All right, uh, Stu Bergier, we will be uh, listening for you on, uh, on the Glenn Beck program uh, tomorrow morning at most of this same, you know, station. Go Eagles, go right. America. Thank you. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed, Triple Eight, 933.93. Mood on the international conference call at the beginning of this month was somber. Uh, as the president of the political risk consulting firm Eurasia Group prepared to list off the global dangers in the upcoming year. Uh, if we had to pick one year for a big unexpected crisis, one geopolitical equivalent of the 2008 financial meltdown, it feels like 2018. They decided, wow. Uh, so the world thinks that uh, Donald Trump is screwing up the United States, and this could be the year that everything goes to hell. Um, and that's why, apparently, the United States has slipped in this year's U.S. News and World Report Best Countries ranking. We are, we've dropped to number eight. Switzerland is supposedly the best country in the world now uh followed by canada <laughs> you've got to be kidding me <laughs> switzerland followed by canada then germany the uk number four at number five is japan number six is sweden australia comes in at number seven and at number eight on this week's countdown the united states of america uh I And I think that that is almost solely based on the fact that Donald Trump is now president. We were seventh uh, last year, supposedly. Everybody knows the United States is the greatest country on earth. France listed at ninth. And the Netherlands round out the uh, top ten, in case you're interested. 888-933-93. Also, they announced the Oscar nominees uh, today. Some people got snubbed. And I think you'll be able to guess the reason why. I'll tell you about that coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Uh, it is Pat Gray. Uh, the Academy Award nominations were listed today, and uh, there's some glaring oversight. If you're, if you're to base on what happened just a couple of weeks ago on the Golden Globes, uh, for instance, iconic actor Christopher Plummer was nominated for his role in All the Money in the World. That's kind of important for two things. Uh, Plummer is 88, so he's the oldest performer to ever be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Also, he was added into the into the movie at the last minute to replace Kevin Spacey, who was taken out because of all the allegations against him. Uh, Spacey had already shot his scenes, and Plummer's reshoot took only 10 days, and now he's nominated for an Academy Award. James Franco, who won the award for his uh, directing and starring in The Disaster Artist, completely shut out, not nominated at all. And you can... Say, well, maybe they just didn't like the movie, they didn't like his performance, whatever. It's probably brought on by the accusations against him. Hmm. I think you can pretty safely assume that. Uh, the three women who continually say that, you know, he sexually abused them when they were actually, two of them were in a romantic relationship with the guy. And he didn't force them to do anything. I mean, he suggested it, but you're in a... You're in a sexual relationship with these women. Got to test the waters. Right? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what happens <sighs> among these people? But they're uh, talking, the three of them, about how abusive James Franco is. Here's some of what they said. He's going to portray, and if he acts like he has nothing to hide, he really does believe mm-hmm. that, that people will believe it. Tatiana Liepelt, Violet Paley, and Sarah Tither Kaplan are all accusing Franco of inappropriate behavior. Now they're sitting down for the first time in this Inside Edition exclusive. Okay. He's a big star. I definitely had a crush on him. Violet um, and a... She had a crush on him. <sighs> okay. Inspiring act- this is unbelievable. says she dated Franco in 2016. It was her tweet moments after Franco won the Golden Globe for Best Actor as he wore a Time's Up pin that sparked the Franco scandal. I was so upset at his hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I wanted the world to know um, the truth. In the tweet, Violet accused Franco mm. of forcing her to perform a sex act in Except her he car. Didn't. Looking back, do you feel like you, you couldn't say no? Um, no, I could have said... Um, no, if you missed the response there. Uh, looking back, do you feel like you couldn't have said no? Um, no. <laughs> Wait, then why Why are you even in front of me here? Why are you sitting there accusing a guy if he didn't force you to do anything? said no, but because of the power dynamic... The- oh, it's because of the power dynamic. Hashtag That's power right. dynamic. Power dynamic. Don't forget about the all-important... Power dynamic. This situation was so surreal, and I... A situation that was so surreal. In what way? You like the guy. You're with him. You had a crush on him. Things are going well. He's paying attention to you. Uh, But there's this power dynamic. What does that even mean? (laughs) Wanted him to like me. He's definitely got two personalities. Um, 
Um, and don't all men. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a great sweet side, but uh-huh. when he don't has win. his other side, it's yeah. the complete it's... polar opposite. <laughs> Tatiana was Franco's personal assistant what? from 2011 to 2013. Uh-huh. She says she also had a romantic relationship with oh. him until 2016. Uh-huh. She shared text messages in which he used abusive language oh, no. and asked if she was retarded. <gasps> the impression. Again, that's not sexual harassment. It's an insult. Um, it, it shouldn't disqualify somebody from society or holding a job. He gave me of the industry. Jeez. Deterred me from pursuing a dream I thought I always wanted. I don't okay, it deterred her from pursuing a dream because he asked her if she was retarded. Are you kidding me? Are you that fragile? You, you can't go outside then. I mean, you should be, you should live in a bubble. This is absolutely asinine. I don't even know what I'm allowed to say. That's the scary thing. Is like I'm terrified for my career. Sarah was a student in Franco's acting class. She says she agreed to appear nude in Franco's low-budget movie. Wait a minute. Let me see if I have this straight. She said she agreed to appear nude in his low-budget movie. Then what's the problem? This whole Franco thing, it's like, I feel like I'm, there's got to be something else out there that we're just not aware of yet. I mean, what is going on here? There isn't anything with these these three. Uh, It's just unbelievable. What is it? What? I was going to say, what is it I tell my kids constantly? Yeah. Don't try to make sense of this world because it's impossible. Yeah. She was asked to appear in a bonus scene involving an orgy. Oh, no. It was a lot of nudity and sex scenes that felt that they weren't, that I felt were not artistically justified and were added in after the fact. Then, then why didn't you say no? Then why not say, you know what, uh, James, I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm not going to do it. Don't pay me the 100 bucks a day. I'm going to go find something else to do with my life. Things that I heard that were on Twitter wow. um, are not accurate. Franco recently spoke yeah, about the accusations on the Stephen uh, Colbert show. If there's restitution to be made, mm-hmm. I, will, I will make it. Um, so if I've done something wrong, I, I will fix it. I, I have to. But these women say his words I, ring hollow. I, I don't care about Why? any of that. I'm just more disgusted by the way he's lying. Over the weekend, actress Scarlett Johansson oh, blasted Franco at the way. women's rally in Los Angeles. How is it okay for someone in a position of power to use that power to take advantage of someone in a lesser position? I, I mean, I can't even, I, 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 no words can sum up how preposterous all of this is. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson babbling about James Franco when she defends Woody Allen, whose daughter says he sexually molested her. Now, Scarlett Johansson defends Woody Allen because she's been in some of his movies and she said nothing was ever proven. Well, nothing's proven against James Franco. In fact, you don't even have a decent allegation against him. He's in a romantic relationship with these girls, and then they decide afterward they're offended by the romantic relationship they were consensually involved in. <laughs> wow. I, I, how, how can this happen in the United States? We're in really dangerous waters here. And it's, it's hard to believe that... There's not more outcry over it. This Franco thing is really bad. Really bad. The guy's, again, he's probably not a choir boy. 
but I don't hear anything here that's remotely close to a sexual assault or harassment. It's women who agreed to something they now regret doing. Well, I'm sorry. It's too late after the fact. You can't say no after you've already said yes. Too late. Too late. Wow. So, uh, back to the nominations that came out today. Uh, the Academy uh, Awards list, it seems like a lot more movies than they once did for Best Picture. Best, best Picture nominations this year, um, Call Me By Your Name, then Darkest Hour, that's the one with Winston Churchill, right? Mm-hmm. His, uh, mm-hmm. Part of his story. Dunkirk, which is the only one I've seen of these. <laughs> that was pretty good. I loved it, yeah. Yeah, Dunkirk was good. Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, which I'd still like to see, uh, The Shape of Water, and this movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, that is being nominated for absolutely everything. Uh, Best Actor nominations, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, who apparently has quit acting now after this last movie he did. Uh, Gary Oldman is nominated for Darkest Hour. I've heard he's really good as Winston Churchill. Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel. And then the Best Actress, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Francis McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. Uh, Meryl Streep, of course, because it's a rule that she must be nominated every single year. <laughs> you, you t- I, I am so... I am so part of the club now of Meryl Streep being overrated. And I wasn't before uh, Stu started down that road. <laughs> Great presentation if you've never seen Stu's <laughs> case. He, is, he has a strong case uh, that Meryl Streep is the most overrated human being to have ever walked the planet. And now I, I'm totally with him on that. Um, so just all the nominations are out. And, and the big news is, really, that James Franco was snubbed because he had consensual relationships with women who now regret that they had consensual relationships with him. So I guess he doesn't deserve awards anymore. In fact, should he even be seen in public? Shouldn't we uh, beat him with clubs and put him into a dungeon somewhere hmm. uh, away from polite society? That Isn't it time? That seems reasonable. Yeah, I, I think that's totally reasonable. Uh, maybe we banish him to uh, like a leper island, a leper colony or something. He didn't even have to have leprosy. We'll just pretend like he does. We won't let anybody go near him. Hmm. He can live in a little cave. We'll throw him scraps every once in a while, airdrop something, just so we don't have to look at him. We don't have to see him ever. Yeah. We don't have to think about him anymore. Is he allowed to ever uh, date again? Oh, good heavens, no. No? Oh, my goodness, no. Mm-mm. No. Can he get married and have no. a family? Or? No, he's entitled to no happiness from now on. Really? Yes. He is exempt from happiness and joy of all kinds. Doesn't seem... He asked a okay. girl to do things to him, and she said yes, and he did. I mean, do you think he deserves any sort of joy now? No. Sure hope not. No. Okay. You're just not, you're not thinking properly. I wasn't. Keith. I'm sorry. You're defective in some way now. So we do, we do let him live. Uh, I mean, we can debate that for now. Let's let him live, but that may change. So we decided if I find out about one more consensual relationship that he's had with a woman and she's now regretful of that relationship. 
he, he can't live anymore. Okay. We'll, we'll, even, we'll even take his life from him. Okay. It's guillotine time, bitches. That's what it'll be for James Franco <clears throat> with one more consensual relationship. Well okay? said. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know about this billionaire? We we featured this guy on the serials that uh, we used to do on Glenn's show. His name is Tom Steyer, and he's a he's a billionaire donor uh, donor of Democrats and one of the most radical idiots on the face of the planet. And he continues his big campaign against uh, Donald Trump to have him impeached. Problem is, there's no impeachable offense, but he keeps saying there is. Uh, and it's getting to the point where, because he's he's bought tens of millions of dollars worth of television advertising, you've probably seen some of these, financed out of his own pocket and starring him. Uh, the Democrats are even getting nervous because he's so adamant about trying to get them to impeach the president, and there's no grounds on which to proceed here. But this is what they have to deal with now, these kinds of insane extremists within that party. In an interview, Steyer was dismissive of party leaders' reservations about making impeachment an issue this year. He described Trump as lawless and unfit for office, acknowledging the practical obstacles to impeachment. He said raising a popular outcry was a necessary first step. We're just telling the truth to the American people, and it's an important truth. And if you don't think it's politically convenient for you, that's too bad. Wow. Already, Democrats acknowledge that Steyer has helped force impeachment into mainstream conversation, playing to a liberal base that has cheered confrontational tactics like the three-day government shutdown. Democrats intend to run on a fiercely anti-Trump message all this year. Party leaders envisioned a campaign of broad attacks on the president's economic agenda, which, by the way, is going really well. That's going to be sort of a tough sell with... Uh, with the stock market at all-time highs, with housing prices going up, with people making more money, with companies giving bonuses now because they got a tax break. And in the midst of all of this, you got Tom Steyer saying he needs to be impeached. And you have people at the Women's March saying he needs to be killed, and so does Mike Pence because they don't want him in office either. Ugh, what a world. What a situation we find ourselves in. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Hi. 888-933-93. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Ted Cruz up for re-election um, this year in the U.S. Senate. And he's running against um, a Democrat named Beto O'Rourke, who I know almost nothing about. <laughs> but they say he's stiff competition somehow. Is he? That's what they say. Uh, I kind of doubt it, but Democrats are thinking, ah, yeah, we're holding out some hope for this Beto O'Rourke to beat Ted Cruz. 
Uh, not if uh, Ted Cruz does things like he did yesterday, where which was uh, put the news media in their place on who's responsible for the shutdown and who was responsible for the shutdown back in 2013 and his part in all of that. Because he, do you remember this? He was blamed for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took the the media to school yesterday in this little discussion. Uh, they hate the president and they're demanding of Senate Democrats oppose everything, resist everything, shut everything down. Now. Sir, this sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> Didn't you say all this back when this happened to you? Now, now I recognize go. that 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 is a media narrative that you <laughs> love to tell, but it's worth noting in 2013. Green eggs and ham. In 2013, I voted repeatedly uh-huh. to fund the government. And in 2013, it was Harry Reid and the Democrats who voted no, who voted to shut right. the government down, just like this week. Mm-hmm. Republicans voted to fund the government. And it was Chuck Schumer and the Democrats who voted to shut, shut the government down. Bottom line, are shutdowns a good use of leverage or not? Uh, look. We should not be shutting the government down. I have consistently opposed shutdowns. In 2013, I said Mm -hmm. we shouldn't shut the government down. Indeed, I went to the Senate floor repeatedly asking unanimous consent to reopen the government. Sir, you stood in the way of that. Listen to this. Okay, that's factually incorrect. It's not, though. It's a wonderful media narrative. But only one thing actually causes a shutdown. When you have senators who vote to deny cloture, Right. on a funding bill. And when that bill comes up, you have a vote. A yes means fund the government. A no means don't fund the government. In 2013, virtually every single Republican voted to fund the government, including me, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And? Virtually every, in fact, every single Democrat, I believe, in 2013 voted to shut the government down. I believe you're the right. The same thing is true here. Virtually every single Republican yes. voted this week to fund the government. Virtually every single Democrat voted to shut it down. Sir, that's simply not the case. This was, this was about, this was about Obamacare funding. You, those facts are incorrect. You insisted at that time. I, I get that you want to you, debate me, but you don't actually have any facts. <laughs> Why were your why were all of your GOP colleagues so angry great. with you if you didn't prompt the shutdown? In twenty thirteen, unfortunately, Republicans were divided. That was a mistake. You know, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called A Time for Truth, where I walked through what had happened and I said, Look, the said, mistake look. that was made then in twenty thirteen by Senate mm-hmm. Republican leadership was to turn and attack House Republicans and fellow Republicans and to turn Republicans on each other. That was a mistake. I I, I wish it had not happened. And I'm glad it didn't happen this time. This time, Republicans actually stayed united. But the media mm-hmm. love to write the story, love to broadcast the story that any shutdown is Republicans' fault. That, that is a natural media reflex. It's actually, I think, one of the reasons why we saw a shutdown. Because I think Chuck Schumer and the Democrats believed they could shut the government down and reporters would dutifully blame it on Republicans no matter what the facts were. Exactly right. Nice little uh, taking the reporters to school there and not taking their nonsense and and just because so often a Republican can't defend himself. That's not the case with Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz has the facts. He he maybe might not be the most charismatic speaker, but he knows what he's talking about. And he has he's facts. got quite the memory that you don't want to challenge. Right. He's got virtually a. He doesn't call it a photographic memory. He calls it something else, but it's very much like a photographic memory. Yeah, I forgot the phrase. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what he refers to it as, but the guy remembers virtually everything he sees. Audiographic memory. Audiographic memory. If he hears it, he remembers it? Is that what that <laughs> <Yes>. means? Yes. <laughs> 
Wow, that must be fun being Heidi Cruz. Yeah. Those are some good arguments they have, I'm sure. (laughs) Interesting, though, and and nice that uh, a Republican just didn't sit there and and take being told that they didn't do what they did back uh, when they did it. Uh, I love that. By the way, the Disney Corporation has announced that it will pay over 125,000 employees a one-time cash bonus of $1,000. Why? As well as make a new $50 million investment into education programs for employees. Oh, why? Something about a tax cut. What? I haven't Um, heard anything about a tax cut. Yeah, there's something about a tax cut where they're passing some of the savings now along to their employees. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Weird. Not, Not heard it. Weird. We are directing approximately $125 million to our cast members and employees across the country and making higher education more accessible with the launch of this new program, according to Bob Iger. Some of the biggest companies in the U.S. have been giving out bonuses to employees, often citing the recently passed tax bill as the motive. So far, <laughs> so far we've got Boeing, AT&T, Wells Fargo, Comcast, Bank of America, Walmart, and now Disney just a few of those distributing yeah. new tax benefits to workers. I've seen a long list. So yeah, that's just a sampling right there. And what and what happens when that ha- when when they do this? It goes back into the economy, it strengthens the economy, it sparks the economy. That's what happens with tax cuts. The bonus applies to any full and part-time employees who've been working at Disney since before January 1st. Wow. Those eligible will receive the bonus in two parts, with one in March and the other in September. Uh, Executive-level employees are exempt. Disney's education initiative will be available to nearly 88,000 hourly employees in the U.S. Time out, Pat. Mm -hmm. I just heard a sentence uttered that I cannot believe that Disney execs are exempt from this. I thought this was an executive's billionaire's tax break for rich white guys in corporate America. And Uh you're telling me they're exempt. And the rich get richer. Uh, not this time. Hmm. It's guillotine time, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Participants can pursue qualifying higher education or vocational training, including courses unrelated to their current responsibilities at Disney. Won't affect Disney's ongoing education reimbursement, uh, which will continue to be open to all full-time employees. The two initiatives will cost about $175 million in the current fiscal year. Wow, that is Disney mm-hmm. reinvesting in their company and their employees. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm not a huge Disney fan anymore because, like so many other companies, they're pretty progressive in their thinking and they support Democrats. But here is proof positive that tax cuts work. And these companies don't have to admit that that's to. why they're doing it, no, but they don't. yet they are. I yeah. mean, think about this. It's interesting. It's interesting. All right, we'll see you again tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.